Dear Diary, if black women got together and read their diaries out loud, I'm pretty sure it sounds a little bit like this. Hey y'all, hey, it's your girl Jamie Swirl. And y'all know it's your girl Chrissy J. And we have a guest today, Mental Niche. Yes. Getting all the black folks together with a mental health niche. Introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. My name is Mental Misha. Hey. <laughs> so Mish, so how did you get into mental health and why is it so important for you to educate um, people of our community with mental health? Honestly, really high school is when I really got into like psychology and what it means and what mental health means for you. And then when I went to uh, school for my bachelor's, you know, trying to figure out what pathway I want to go down. And I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to talk to people, but I knew I did not want to be a family and marriage counselor. No offense to anybody out there like that, but I knew that was not me. And I knew more and more I started talking to like Dr. Moss or Dr. Shaney. They educate me more about different types of the field and mental mm -hmm. health was like, yep, that's me. That's perfect on the sheet. And you honestly have the perfect personality for mental health. And so I'll link your YouTube down below. But what really attracted me to your page is how relatable you are. Um, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, starting in January, I got a therapist. So she's Black. She's a therapist. She's real cool. I really try to think of her as my homegirl, but I'll be trying not to go too much too far because I don't want her to be like, okay, you've crossed some lines. I recommend this person to you. So I'm trying to keep my cool, but I really do enjoy her. Hey, Krista girl. Anyway, <laughs> so I personally have been on this like awakening, so to say. And a lot of my things were like codependency. Like I'm not codependent, but I put I like people to be dependent on me and um just like how I interact in relationships and my boundaries and stuff like that and so when I started opening up more like to my friends and my family members about mental health I realized bitch it's not just me huh mm -hmm. and so even like Chrissy like she has her whole degree in psychology and I'm like huh why you ain't tell me bitch I was not crazy but it's all good <laughs> I'm so no shade oh, Chris. you're funny but no I felt like that was a journey that you had to go through yourself you know like someone can tell you something all day but until you kind of like realize it and like see it then it's it makes the world of difference because sometimes you tell me things and I don't see it till I see it you know I'll be hearing you for real for real but I have to see it so that's how I felt about that and I'm really but, crazy, I, okay I'm not gonna say I'm not crazy I do have crazy moments Listen, everybody has an ounce of crazy in them, okay? Yeah, Thank you. Does that not make the world go round? Yes, it does. Yeah. And it's not so like a normal person. What's normal? What's normal? Right. I like that. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mish, you just Misha, you just said everybody has a little bit of crazy in them. Is there such thing as too much crazy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to say that I did this or Chrissy did this or I know somebody who did this, but I just want to name some things and you got to tell me are they too crazy. Okay. Warning. Uh, what I'm going to say might be triggering to somebody who suffers from this kind of stuff. Okay. So in the previous episode, right, I was saying I was really depressed over this nigga who broke my heart and it was a really bad time for me, right? And in my mind, I did think of some things like, oh, 
What if I were to get hit by a car and see, like, run in front of his car and he would have to save me and nurse me back to health? Is that crazy? Girl, you might need to sign up for a session after this, girl. <laughs> yeah, I, to- I got her book for Tuesday because I knew this might be triggering. <laughs> so is that suicide or is that suicide ideology? What is it? ID? That's more like attention. Okay. Yeah. You, you're seeking for that person's attention. So you're trying to do anything and everything to get that attention from that person. Is it a bad thing? Yes, that's a bad thing. Okay. So you say you were jumping in front of his car. Like, you are from yourself. yourself to get okay, what? He's going to see me and he's going to start pressing the brakes as I'm getting in front of the car. How what if he know? hits you and keeps going? Right. I mean, I'm you loving his life. Outside. What do you, you do gotta, that? You gotta think of both sides. Okay. Okay, another thing. Obsession. How far is too far? You showing up at a person unannounced, like mm. popping up to their job unannounced. You calling them 24-7 on the clock. Like if this person sit there and tell you, listen, I don't want you to pop up at my house. I don't want you to pop up at my job. I don't want you to keep calling me. If this person is setting boundaries towards you and you and that person is trying to break that boundary towards you, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Am I saying I've done some of those things? Maybe. <laughs> was, it in the, was it in the context that you just said no? They never told me to stop. I thought it was like a fight for my love. <laughs> Chrissy email niggas after they break up. I'm not the crazy one here. Isn't that a little much? You never said I went to jump in front of someone's <laughs> car. Look, I had to take the heat off me. It was too much. It was too much. I'm going to talk about to get back with him. And he had blocked me. So I was like, hey. You know, if you see this, let's try it again. Dive okay, deep. Well, you you was trying, like uh, I was trying. If yeah. he would have said no, I'd have been like, "Hey, that's it. I'm not." I think I think we were trying to get the same result, just different actions. One more, one very more drastic than, than the other, but yes. But was I was I, I have a good heart. My heart is like you know. Not to say your heart wasn't in the wrong place, but. Maybe your thought process was, girl, but not your heart. <laughs> I'm just a very extreme traumatic person, so it's hard for me to, so. like, maybe just, like, call him instead of, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I hope you process some thoughts more often. So, so I haven't I haven't even mingled with a man for, mm, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. That cannot be the right number oh no girl you thinking long and hard about this one it's okay friend it's nothing wrong with it like a year and a half going on too i'm thinking you about to say five years or something yeah i'm just like oh Oh, oh, shut up down there but (laughs) (laughs) i did that because i noticed my heart was in the right place but my intentions were wrong right Mm-hmm. so I've been really just healing and self-loving but I did say this summer I don't really want a hot girl summer I want no I do I want to be okay so oh another question Mish mm-hmm. is it okay to have a whole phase yes okay 
Is there healthy ways we can have one? There we go. I was just about to say, if you do it healthy. Yes. Yes. So I'm not too old. I didn't miss my mark. No. Oh, God, no. Yay! Ooh. Trust me. If you could do it. I'm going to be a whole. Go ahead, girl. I want. So am I going to fuck everybody? No. No. Somebody going to fuck me? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna get fucked. Yes. Yay! <laughs> oh my god, I just got nauseous thinking about that. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. You're gonna notice. Like I said, I already got my sessions booked up, so I'm gonna be very open. Yeah. So, what are some healthy ways to have a whole face? Well, for one, respect yourself. Mm-hmm. Know when enough is enough. Know what you're gonna take from somebody mentally and physically from that person, and set them boundaries. Listen, I'm going to talk about boundaries all the time. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. You set them boundaries with that person that you are intimate with, rather it's multiple people, you make sure you have that open communication. Hey, listen, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to other people too. I'm going through my whole phase. Period. You can either take it or not. Because either way, I'm doing me. Okay? And that just is what it is, hon. So, (laughs) it would be wrong for me to be interacting with multiple people, but not allow other people to interact with multiple people. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I gotta work out that kink, but. That's, that's a little selfish, you know. You, you. It's like you want your cake and eat it too. It's like, hey, I don't want you to mess with nobody, but I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna have my multiple people. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, she don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Okay. She was like, oh, that just don't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, yeah, no. Well, like I said, I look, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we'll have to get back to that. Um, so for me, it's like, I do want to get back out there this summer, have a good time. I really don't want to be tied down during the summer because I have some good things planned. I would just hate for a man to be right there on my side, like, uh, get away. Um, so I'm really excited and open to like whatever is to come. Mm-hmm. But like both of you guys are like not really single. Chrissy's fucking single. She I don't know. I'm not single, Zaya. I'm not. You just I, said you're not dating. I'm just not official, but bitch, I don't consider myself single. Like I'm not talking. I'm not seeing other people. Like I'm not dating around. I'm just dating this one. When person. I wanted the bitch in a relationship, she didn't want to be in a relationship. Now that I want her to be single with me, she's trying to tie herself down. <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway, so Mish, how how has this been? for you dating during the pandemic and everything and transferring into getting back to normal life? Do you feel like that's going to be weird? What is it like? Yeah, I like, <laughs> honestly, the pandemic, pandemic, right. has not stopped me. Like, huh. so how did you I meet think, your boo? Huh? How did you meet your boo? Well, we went to the same college. Shut the, wait, bitch. Mm-mm. no names Mm-mm. when i was there or no yeah you was there what? yes yeah okay we'll talk mm-hmm. period pooski <laughs> but yeah so it, it's not enough for me to get in the plane and travel go see her it, it's not enough for that i mean besides you know i gotta put pto in and you know yeah no, i have others hun i'm on the plane bitch <laughs> right like it ain't nothing like the whole COVID-19, okay, I'll put my face mask on. I am not getting a vaccine, though. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. That part. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
it didn't stop me, honestly. So um, just being a little safe, that's it. So did you hop in her DMs or did she hop in yours? She hopped in mine. That's what I'm talking about. Can we talk about it, hon? So she initiated. She was very consistent. We love it. Yeah, she... If she goes and tells people the story, she would like to say that I was the type of person to hurry up and kick her off the phone. I'm like, no, like, I just... I wasn't trying to move too fast. Like, I just didn't know. She was like, yeah, I know. Like, you were trying to get me off the phone fast. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that too, though. Like, I'd rather be with you in person because I feel like over the phone, my personality is hard to come off. But like in person, people are like, oh, she's sarcastic. Oh, she's dramatic. But on the phone, it's just like, are you a bitch? No. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Chris? Um, I do both. Like, I'd rather be, like, in your face, like, in front of you, but I can kick it on the phone for three hours and just chat it up or just sit there. Like, I don't have a problem with that. I do it all the time. See, I never used to be like that. Like, I could be on the phone with you for a few hours. Okay, I gotta go. You gotta go. But since I started dating her and talking to her, like, I'm on phone, FaceTime with her all day, damn near. Like, I'd be... Kagan, okay. Ew, not middle school. Like that person, it's like you can be on the phone with them all the time. Like no matter, like they cannot even really be talking to you for real, for real. But like they could just be going about their day, you going about yours. Just the fact that they're just there, I like exactly. And I, she taught me about that, and I like, oh wow, I actually like this. Like okay, I'm about to get in the shower. You on Facetime? Okay, I'm about to do this. I'm about to cook. About to clean. Like Mm -hmm. it's your presence. I love. It's a yeah. vibe, huh? Now, just knowing my personality and Christy can vouch for me, that probably won't work for me. Okay. My attention span. <laughs> said I can vouch. I said no. <laughs> my attention span is just so short that it just, I've tried and I'm just like, either you're going to hop in the car and come to my house or I'll talk to you tomorrow. And like, I'm not one of those people, like, yeah, like we could chat throughout the day. But I'm not going to talk to you, like, for four hours every single day. Like, that's just not going to happen. Mm. Is that bad? Is that, Does that mean something? No, that don't mean nothing. <clears throat> yeah, you're just a more of an in-person, face-to-face type of person. Yeah, because I do have commitment issues. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know if that rooted from that. Is that a thing? Uh, commitment? No, I wouldn't say that's a thing. It's just your preference. Of, well, first of all, what's your love language? <laughs> Oh. Um, <laughs> um, acts of service okay and gifts okay <laughs> does your two you don't like physical touch it's down there like was physical touch last uh yeah it was it, yeah i don't know and i'm so weird because like when i like somebody i can get there but like getting there is just so hard. It's not the way that I prefer to be loved, but I know that's a part of being in a relationship with somebody is like getting that physical touch, getting mm-hmm. the quality moments. But I prefer other things, period. But I always get people, I always get people who prefer physical touch. And what's the other one? Words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I'm not really like a word, like I can talk to y'all, like to my homegirls and stuff, but with my nigga, I just need a quiet space to really just enjoy your, like, I enjoy vibes and energy. Mm-hmm. 
like of course I'm going to talk to them we're going to have funny like moments and good conversation but I'm not one of those people who need to talk all day every day Mm. okay so I always find men are men I'm I always attract men who need like words of affirmation and encouragement and all this stuff and it just be like damn why me (laughs) (laughs) damn like you're supposed to look at it like that no because it clashes though it clashes because I prefer silence and they need the conversation to keep going to feed like empty gaps so for me it's just like why are you like why would you say that because you know when people try to fill space in moments they just say dumb dumb shit and to me it's just like why are you talking (laughs) I don't know what are your uh what are your love languages Chris my love language is um quality time like that's like my main one the mm-hmm. like the gifts and the acts of service that's always like at the bottom for me and like quality time and physical touch is always at the top which is me okay, like, so. I said, like I can just be around somebody like I don't have to always like be up on you or like touch you but just to be around you and feel your presence like that's what I like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vish, what about you physical touch is my I could be laying next to you my foot gonna be on you I could, lay, I could be by you my hand is touching you like I'm always touching my person like always like no and if or but so you're really affectionate I'm very affectionate so I need my partner to be the same type of affection because if I feel like she's not touching me uh my mind's like does she not want me da, da, da. like I'm okay. thinking so I'm grateful that I'm talking to somebody who has the same love language as me. So it's like mm-hmm. perfect. And it acts of service. Like I'm more of an action person. Tell me and show me what you're going to do. Because exactly. this all shit ain't cute for me. I need the action behind it. And me too. Honey. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, I really, and I know this is part of our episode, but I really enjoy someone who's about their word and who can show me better they can tell me like you can say all day oh I really like you oh I really want to be with you xyz but unless you show me like there's been times where I've been attracted to people and we've really gotten along but it's just like if I don't feel like you're really pushing hard enough to get to know me more I will literally cut you off like I don't play those oh we like I know it's kind of contradicting what I just said but like when you're pursuing me I need it to be an active pursuit and it's like I'm not one of those people where I play the mind games like if you don't tell me what's going on I I can assume oh maybe they had a long day at work or maybe this maybe that but if you don't tell me I, I get turned off like I don't like somebody who can't just be who they are and express how they feel so those are really important to me um I don't know I just feel like we're too old for that though like you know what I'm saying? Like okay, like tell me what's going on. Yes, communication. Yes, communication is a big thing. Yeah, so and I think that's why I attract Cancer men and Pisces men because they're even though they're assholes and they're really annoying and they're horrible people, they can communicate their ass off. They are very emotional though. They in tune. I mean, I'm emotional. So what's up? What's what are you? I'm a cancer. Oh, yeah. well, that explains it, honey. That explains it. Right? <laughs> what about you, Christy? What are you? I'm a Taurus. Oh, you stuck, man. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mish, what's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. <gasps> okay. I, I like Sag. Okay. Mm-mm. 
I got cousins who's secretary, and it's just like, bitch, you, we and you was fighting in the pits of hell at Armageddon. It's okay. <laughs> um, my daddy is a Sagittarius, eh, but oh, the rest wow. of my friends is yeah, girl. I think that's my <laughs> deep yeah. underlining issues with Sagittarius. But I've been getting better with Sagittarius. The thing is, Sagittarius are very y'all are very hearts on your sleeves, but you act like it's very like hard to get to love you. But it's like, bitch, yeah. you're sensitive, just like the rest oh, of us. Oh, oh, I'm so sensitive, but I <laughs> act like I'm not. Like I would not cry in front of you. Like no. Like yeah. you cannot see yeah, that. Yeah, that's how our best friend Brie is. But it's like, bitch, you're the most sensitive one at all of us. No shame, Brie. Love you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So you said that you love that you and your partner have the same um love languages. So in the past, have you found it almost impossible to be with somebody who has a different love language than you? really so you recommend people have the same love language i i recommend it unless you can accommodate it if you cannot accommodate it then don't do it and there have been times where i would try to accommodate it but uh, I need that. number one physical touches that's my number one if you were not touching me 24 7 ah like yeah that's not gonna work out right <laughs> not I saw a post recently and it was just like, stop loving people how you want to be loved and love people how they want to be loved. And that really spoke to me. So what is that conversation like with your partner when you're expressing how you want to be loved? Like what are some two um, terms we should use or some language that we should use? What is it you want from me that I can Period. do you? That is the number one thing. what can I do because clearly I could try to do anything that I can put my mind to it but Mm -hmm. I have to know exactly because we're we're not mind readers okay we're not we might sit here and we might know each other and talk to each other every day but I don't know what you're thinking I don't know what you're feeling a hundred percent how often should we check in with our partners and say those things say that I say every day or every week. Damn, God, please. I, I say every <laughs> day. can change, Jay. So I like, I get what she's saying because, you know, like things can change and, yeah. you know, like how they feel one day may change the next day or the next week. So I'm going to just set a reminder on my phone and have it automatically do it. Oh, my God. What? No. Stay single, honey. Stay single. It's ready, okay? <laughs> I know. I'm so selfish, y'all. I try not to show it. But I'm really just in my Sanaya Lathan single bitch mode right now. And I'm so okay with it. But then a piece of me is like, I think I crave uh, um, affection. Uh, huh? Affection? Nah, that's not me. Companionship. Uh, <laughs> companionship. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> she said uh, is not the same. I have a rose, hon. She's okay. The oh, rose vibrator. Oh, it's in my it's in my bedroom. I would really have it right here for you guys. Shop mm-hmm. sexy Lexi toys. Period. What does it look like? So it's a bra. Let me I can pull it up for you. Okay. I don't know how Rosiana, what condition she's in right now, because I can't remember the last time I used it. So I don't want to go get her and be like, whoa, what is that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Not see all that. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 okay. So do you use sex toys, Misha? Girl, do I? <laughs> At what age did you start using toys? Oh my God. What age? I don't even know. Okay, so I remember my first toy I bought though. 
it was a dispenser. Oh god. It looked like a little lipstick. Oh okay. Oh whoa. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh whoa. She's doing different things. Damn. A sexy Lexi toys. I'll forward you the profile. I might need I, mean, I might need the link for this. Mm-hmm. I got you, girl. I got you. <laughs> but you said you got your so it was like a clit stimulator, I think. Yeah. Lipstick. Yeah, like a little bit. Uh, the battery, the the lifespan on those suck ass. Girl, I don't even know where that thing at no more. That thing gone. So I don't have like a drawer, but I have a cute little collection of three that I'm really proud of. And I, I <laughs> my goal is to have like a little drawer, though, a little sex drawer. Because a lot of the older people that I know, they like, oh yeah, that's my drawer and my nightstand. I just think that's so bag. cool. You have a bag? I have a bag. Oh, that's cool. What? Yeah, like. What's so, what are your, give us your top three, your top three toys. Actually, one of them's next to me. <laughs> <laughs> this one. Oh, is that a one? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. It had, I forgot, I mean, like 10 different speeds on here. Oh, yeah, I heard them things was lethal, honey. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's right, huh? And then there's this other one. Oh, this one I can't use until it's about that time where I have to like release. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it's called, but it's like it the way it's shaped, it's like the, it's not with me, it's at my partner's house. As it should be, <laughs> huh? Yeah. It's like shaped like this. Uh-huh. The top part is like curved into your click. It's a click uh sensor one. And mm-hmm. it's like intense. I think that's what it's called. Intense. Like it's like extreme uh-huh. vibration. That baby yeah. has me dead. I would have to like, I need water. I need night, night, honey. Yes, <laughs> night, I need food. I'm hungry. Hey, oh, all of that. Those are my top two. Chrissy doesn't use sex, sex toys. She's boring. What? I mean, you're boring in that sense. Like, yeah, come on. That sense I'm boring. Um, I don't know. She's don't... a freak in every other uh, dictionary, though. Let them know, girl. But um, <laughs> for me, it's kind of like. I'm I'm more of like in that like the real thing so like it's been hard for me to kind of get into the whole because I've always had penises around so I've never really had the time to like explore the whole sex toy thing but I feel like maybe now I might just see what they talking about because I do have a sex toy but I rarely use it like it probably got dust on me child knowing me but so right and it's crazy (laughs) that you say that's what made you get into that's why you haven't gotten into sex toys because i remember that's when i got my first sex toy when it was just too much dick around and i Uh couldn't think like it was just like (laughs) am i here because of lust am i horny so i got one and when i tell you come first answer the text the call everything later i want to get a shirt that says come first and then you make your decisions a lot of i feel like i could have been in a lot of different situations if i didn't come first yep i I was in a lot of situations because i did not come first i hit somebody up again who i knew i probably shouldn't i'm like damn you know i just need a little something something real quick and then it'd be like fuck then they just don't want to leave me alone Mm -hmm. i'm like damn kind of got stuck in this again but you live and you learn honey live and you learn <laughs> but you enjoy the interaction between a man in that sense like you get what i'm saying like you enjoy the presence of people like 
when yeah. I like somebody, I like them for them first, and then all that stuff comes next. Like, I'm mm. not looking to, not saying that you are, but I'm not looking to fill a void with certain situations. Like, if I'm around you, that's what my friends really know when I like somebody. Because if I'm around them, that means that bitch really like them. Because I get tired of people. Because, I don't, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, mm. I just think that that just shows everybody's different and everybody's usage of toys is different. But I'm mm. just so happy to see Black women talking about using toys in the bedroom. And I listened to a couple other podcasts. One that really sticks out right now is Carter Soft. And it's Black men talking about using sex toys in the bedroom on their queens. Can we give them a round of applause? Okay, I see. So they had an episode recently with Sensual, Sensual Essentials. And she said that a woman should come three times before anything is inserted. Toy or penis. Do y'all feel like, how does that make you feel as women? And I feel like they should sign a bill. Hmm. Sign a bill. Sign a bill. If I live in Texas and I gotta catch an I gotta catch a pregnancy six, eight, what is it, six weeks now before yeah. I can get an abortion after until I cannot get an abortion, these niggas should make us have to come three times. I said what I said. I'm not ordering the court, baby. <laughs> Listen, when you dealing with a female, you automatically gonna come. Okay. Yeah, not you trying to make us jealous, huh? Very jealous. I am because <laughs> <laughs> what y'all doing with that man? You're taking 20 years to come, and I feel sorry for what? y'all. It does take a minute, yeah. I know, Chrissy. You were well, not to tell your business, but you were the first one to tell me that you don't always come during sex with men. Yeah, that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it, but it does take me longer to come. I don't know if I was just with the wrong men. Probably. Probably girl. But uh because I feel like a lot of men when they learn one little trick, they use it on every woman and every woman is very different. So your one trick is not gonna work on everybody. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of men need to get that in their school. A lot of them. Old, young, in between, because it don't work for everybody. I'm sorry. You did that mm-hmm. one little thing on Keisha and she exploded. The bitch, you come to me, it's not going to work. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, she's, she's a squirter. That's just not always going to work. Yeah. So, not to be in your business, Mish, but how, so I'm just intrigued, huh? Because you said it always happens. Always. How many times during a session do you come? And how long are your sessions? Shit, it depends on what you're doing. Oh <laughs> that's what it is and you just doing foreplay okay cool if you using the strap okay you doing more things like I want to say the last time I had sex I came about probably five to six times to God be the glory honey. okay and, then, wow. and we were doing so much things I don't do that on my own but then did you have Gatorade on the side that's a lot of electrolytes you losing a lot Girl, of salt I passed out fuck that oh, God. <laughs> I woke up then went to go get all that no, actually, I think I had strawberries on the side. Oh Ew, God. the Girl. romance. Oh, romance. Very much so. To God be the glory. I'm so happy for you, my sister. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Sprinkle some of that over here. Okay, just throw, throw it over here. Just throw it. It's a crime if you're not coming. It's a crime. Oh, it's very much a crime. Very much. I think that's when I started to really enjoy pleasuring myself. Because I was like, I was probably like really like 
18, 19 when I first started really like masturbating, which is crazy. But because I really didn't know what I was doing. And then I was just like, well, let me like, let me explore down there, see what's popping. And that's when I really enjoyed. I was like, oh my God, like this nigga don't do this, but I can do this. So it gives you like power to know that you can like make yourself come six times in like one little session. I'd be giving a pat what on my sex girl. are y'all having with people and with yourself six times? Uh, I got a I got a record to break on. Okay. I'm like, I never got into the whole masturbating, like with my like using my fingers, like mm mm. I can just my hand gets tired after a while. I need that. I need that. I'm switching, girl. I'm in my ditch. I make sure she gets tired, honey. Okay. That's another question for another day. But <laughs> I started like getting into okay, I'm gonna just tell my business. I don't give a fuck. It's the real world, ladies. This is usually what happens. So the first time I really masturbated was it <laughs> it was like a guided session, I guess you could say. Oh, that's cute. Okay. Yeah. He was more he was more experienced than I was. And I was literally afraid to like do anything sexual. So he was like, bitch, you need to at least touch yourself, goddamn. And so that was the first time. And I I didn't like my fingers, so I didn't masturbate uh, for a long period of time after that until I started getting into the toys. And so I started making bad decisions. And I was like, bitch, hold on. Stop it. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-mm. No, I used to masturbate and still make bad decisions, girl. I just got a hot look. I'm just, I just always want to have sex. Because, <laughs> like, I can masturbate, like, a lot of times in a day mm-hmm. and still, like, want that, like, insertion like so do you want the person or do you want the actual act of sex it really depends on the person because you could get the one that you put on the floor and you could just ins- you know the the oh the yeah. tricky one. Oh, oh yeah. mm-hmm. um i've been thinking about getting one of them and putting in my shower girl but hey i was just gonna ask <laughs> what if you fall what if- <laughs> I'll pick myself up hopefully. Hopefully I don't hit my head on that girl. But, uh, <laughs> You're crazy. Because uh, sometimes it's the person and the package and sometimes it's just the package. Like some niggas, I wish they could have just dropped their dick off and come back later and pick it up. Because it's like, I don't really want to have an interaction with you. So it's but, the grooves like, and the curve that you like. Yeah. You need like, the thing that you can stick to the shower, I'm telling you. I, I recommended it to a friend of ours and it changed her perception on life. I'm not gonna oh, say who because she's very shy. But yes. <laughs> I, I just narrowed okay. it down to two you of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, y'all, let's get into the I said what I said. I said it. What I said is a segment where we find funny tweets, funny Facebook statuses, funny things on Instagram, anything that's out here on the internet. We we screenshot it, and then we talk about it, dissect it, and put our opinions on it. So the post this week says, it's a long one, (laughs) y'all. Guys are mean as fuck when they're going through shit. You'll be thinking it's another girl, and it's really them being frustrated with life. And they won't tell you what's going on either, no matter how understanding how understanding you are because of pride it really might gotta let it go it won't get better till shit get better for him not the guys in my mention so she goes back and says not the guys in my mentions dapping me up for understanding this lol i understand it but i don't accept it it's not okay 
when somebody else's feelings are involved, communicate or just be alone until you're happy with your life. Otherwise, it's unfair to the other person. I mean, wow, a queen. And I don't really feel, I feel, I, I have this happen with people in my family that are women. So I really don't feel like it's a guy's thing. But just speaking in from a relationship's point of view, it is very frustrating. And it's something that I used to t- deal with internally because I used to think it was me. Am I not approachable? Um, is my Am I not womanly enough? Like, do you not feel like you can trust me with the things that you're going on, that you have going on? But the truth is, because a lot of men um, or just people in general haven't had haven't been able to see what a healthy relationship looks like they do not know how to communicate their feelings or they hold everything in internally because they think oh it might make me weak or you might not understand or you might judge but in reality it's like if I'm out here pouring my all to you it's not fair that I get 25 percent period and so I just put out into the universe I do not want anybody that's going to give me 25 50 60 I don't care if it's 99.9 when we're in a relationship with somebody, you owe them the respect enough to give them 100%, especially when it comes to things like mental health and things that were going on in your day-to-day life. Because not all relationships, but most relationships, we're growing to get to a certain point. So if we start off with when, because I had an ex, when he was going through things, he would literally ghost me for long periods of time. And when he came back, it was if I, and this is if I asked for an explanation, sometimes he would just act like we just talked yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it was so, I carried so much around with that. And I didn't realize it until I started trying to communicate with other people where it would go, if a nigga didn't talk to me, and it's crazy that I say this out loud, if a nigga didn't talk to me for a day, I became okay with it. Cause I, oh, that's just what's supposed to happen. So I would naturally do that to other people. And they were like, hey, if we're going to be, Together, I'm not saying that we have to be on the phone all day, every day, but check in, goddamn. And I was just like, well, you know, I I didn't know. And so once I learned, for me, that's a no deal. You not being able to be just be more to be more open, to be open enough to let me know I'm not having a good day. I really don't know what's going on. Let me get back with you. I can't work with you with that because if I'm sitting here, I'm going to therapy, I'm making better lifestyle changes and I'm constantly, constantly trying to change my tomorrow and you're still sticking in the same, uh, in the same situation. It's not fair to me and it's not fair to you. That's right. Amen to that, honey. Oh, therapy. <laughs> Look at therapy, girl. I love it. I love it. And everybody should go to therapy. Like you have people out here who look at therapy like it's, it's not safe. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. It is it's literally the safest place, though. That's the crazy part. It is. But back to what you were saying about that post, I totally agree with her. And I do understand, like, it doesn't matter what sex you are. Mm-hmm. It's that point of that person who is trying to be vulnerable with you at that moment. And that mm-hmm. person doesn't want to be vulnerable because they've been hurt and how their past treated them. And that's why they don't feel like they should open up to you. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with you. It's more of them thing. And once they realize, hey, not everybody's the same type of person. Not everybody's going to treat me the same type of way. I could be vulnerable with this person because I want to grow with this person. I want to become something with this person. I want to bring a union with this person. Come on. If they get that in their mind, then they will be able to open up to you and be vulnerable with you. And it takes mm-hmm. a lot for a men, men in general to be vulnerable. Yeah. And black women. 
even even like not even romantically but even like on a brother and sister level like I have brothers and just when I because I'm very open like oh I'm kind of depressed or this week wasn't a good week I feel icky I haven't been as confident as I usually am and they're just like yeah yeah but I slowly notice it's just like my brothers start talking about their work week and how they're feeling mentally and how you know just the things that we go through in life and it's so good to hear and it just makes me wonder you know um in a relationship how long should we stay around during these periods of time when our loved one does go through a drought and they might not be the best partner you know what I'm saying because it's like as soon as somebody does this do we drop them or do we communicate it and if it happens again we drop them like what is that process like <clears throat> well it depends on what is it that they're doing that's causing you to say, hmm, I need to drop this person. Mm -hmm. Because if you know that you can't be with somebody because they're going through something mentally, then maybe it's you who's not ready to be with that person. Regardless, somebody is always going to go through something mentally. Mm -hmm. You're going to be with somebody, you got to accept them on their good days, their bad days, their press days, their anxiety. A hundred and like you said, you want a hundred, they want a hundred too, right? Yeah. Accept them on a hundred of their feelings as well, too. Mm-hmm. If you can't accept that, then maybe you're not ready to date. Maybe right. you're ready to allow somebody in your life. Because in that moment, that person needs you. That person's mm-hmm. being vulnerable and they're opening up to you and saying, Hey, I'm feeling depressed right now. And you're probably the person, they're probably you're probably one of their support uh, support systems. And those type of people, if you're in that support system. You gotta be strong for them because they depend on you in that moment. That's what's up. Absolutely. So if the communication, so I guess what, so my next question is, okay, we have this conversation. You let me know you're depressed. If you don't take action at what's, do I have that conversation with you? Like, should I not force therapy, but should I start suggesting therapy? What is, what is what would be my role as the partner? Should I just sit there and just be a comfort? Like, what is that like? Well, if your partner's depressed, they're not going to be motivated to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like depression will make you want to stay in your bed all day yeah. and sleep. Hello, honey. Whatever. Like you don't even want to take a damn shower. Real life. Real life. <laughs> so you have to motivate that person and give them a sense of a reason to live in a sense. Like, hey, come on, get up, you know? And they're going to be quick to throw negative comments at you. Like, there's no point. There's no point in me getting up. There's no point in me eating. There's no point in me taking a shower. No, well, you know, you should do it because of this. You should do it because of that. Giving them whatever negative feedback they're giving you, throw a positive feedback at them. Because, honey, wherever there's a negative, there's always a positive. So you can always throw back a positive to that person and just be that push for that person. And, you know, you might want to hint therapy depending on what type of person that is because some people like don't believe in therapy and that's hard when they're going through a depression stage and they don't mm-hmm. want to depend on therapy or anything like that so you gotta keep motivating bring the things that they like around them you know remind them that life is good you're yeah. just in a rough patch right now that's wrong I like right. okay good. mental misha hon okay <laughs> yeah Okay, so how I feel about that is, um, well, for I deal with my own like depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. so I kind of like I understand both of you like where you guys are coming from. I see it as like with men, especially black men, are kind of like 
not taught to, but like in society, you see like black men are told to kind of like keep your emotions in. Like you still, you got to be strong. Like, you know, like you're the man of the house. You can't really show a sign of weakness. So I feel like that also kind of stems from why like men are so hard to like communicate their feelings and their emotions. And I feel like just as a partner, you just kind of have to like be there for them. Like, yeah, let them know like, hey, like I'm always going to be here to like, so we can have a communication. So if you ever do decide that you want to talk about something, like just know that I'm always here, like no judgment, like just say what you got to say. And I have had experiences with people who have not been, the, you know, like able to communicate their feelings or emotions, but like over time they have been able to like say how they feel about something. And, you know, I've been there because I know what it's like. Cause I'm not always, I don't always communicate how I feel when I'm having a depressed day. If I tell you I've been in bed all day and my blinds been shutting, it's dark in my room. Yeah. It's been a bad day for me, but I don't mm-hmm. always say that. Mm-hmm. So I, get it but yeah it's not healthy it's not the right thing to do like you should be able to communicate with your partner like how you feel about something but everyone moves at their own pace Mm -hmm. so I feel like if you are with somebody and you see that they're not as they don't communicate well express how you feel about the communication let them know that they're there and then if you see that they're still not communicating and that they're not at least trying to change that or be better at that then if you feel like that's not a good space for you to be in then I would advise you to kind of leave because it's like you're trying to help them but they're not trying to help themselves and sometimes you have to kind of walk away from that because you can't help somebody you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, girl. So, like, it's just... Listen. And I noticed that's been a trend in a lot of, like, even, like, my relationships with other men, but even, mm-hmm. like, the women around me, like, I think men have... And I don't know if it's more of, like, a social thing or if it's, like, a fear or if this is, like, a reality of the state that we're in, but a lot of men kind of get... um, kind of use the relationship with women um as a crutch and it becomes a handicap but as women we're kind of conditioned okay be a support system be uplifting they're gonna come around one day but as somebody who's proactively going to therapy like as a black woman do you know how hard it is to go to a complete stranger and just say like this is how I feel so granted I you're saying but also I don't want to leave space for my partner to have that be a handicap because we're going to wake up 15 years from now and the same things that you're struggling with today are going to be the same things that you're struggling with 15 years from now now if we start proactively trying to have growth granted we're still going to have issues but at least let's just at least face new issues together I don't want to be stuck in the same I think that's fair to myself because I'm taking if I'm taking the if I'm taking the path to love myself more and love the world that I'm in more or whatever which way I think as my partner you should do the same but I also think that falls back on me as well because if I see these things and I continuously go down this path with this person and instead of me saying okay I can be your friend but I can't be with you now that becomes my issue because I've accepted the issue for not the issue but I've accepted the situation for what it is if that makes sense so I just think it's all about decisions but just in this moment right now 
I'm not saying you have to be in therapy going once a week or whatever, but I think that I definitely need somebody who's just mentally aware of the space that they're in and actively seeking growth because I just, I don't know. I'm not in this space and I know that might sound selfish, but I'm being honest. Um, because you don't want to not be honest about something and jump into something and then be like, oh shit, like I, I'm, I'm Listen, yeah, like, I can't do this. Right. Yeah. And it's not fair to that person because, like you said, when you're in a relationship, you become that person for other people and vice versa. So mm-hmm. I just think it would, for me, never say never because God might send me a whole situation, hun, okay? Mm-hmm. But for me in the space that I'm in right now, I just want good vibes and good energy and growth. And don't get me wrong, it's days where I have horrible days, but mm-hmm. I communicate. This day just sucks, but like I tell people that in my office, today just sucks, y'all. We're going to get through this day, but we're going to go, we're going to start again tomorrow. And just mm-hmm. using words like that and having like a new language and even how I describe my day, instead of like beating myself up on how my day is going, be like, oh, I really suck today. I just say today hasn't been a good day. Like it's just the way I interact. And I notice like when you have certain partners, you start to be a reflection of what they're going through, especially me, because I'm such an empath, even though I might not intentionally do it, 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 the world around me definitely shows a reflection of what my partner is going through. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So um, Misha, for the people who are, so on the opposite end, for the people who aren't good communicators and they haven't really been allotted a space to just openly express how they feel, what are some tips or how can they start getting that going? Well, they got to work on how they talk to somebody. Yeah. You ever talk to somebody who is always like, well, you don't do this and you don't do that and I don't like it when you do this. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you're attacking me. Mm-hmm. So we have to change the way how we talk to people. Because you sitting here attacking somebody, that person's not going to listen to you at all. They're going right. to get defensive. They're going to want to defend themselves. So to work on your communication, my opinion, I say write. Okay, that's one of my biggest coping skills. I will write until the pen don't write no more. Okay? I have multiple journals in my house that have multiple reasons for each one. And if you having a hard time with expressing your feelings or you having a hard time with the situation that you're going through, write it out, process mm-hmm. it, think it through. Don't automatically go to something and respond to it right then and there because you're being irrational with your thoughts. And irrational thoughts are not cute. They're not. Right. They're, they actually- It looks so messy. Yes, they make the situation even bigger than what it is. And then you looking back at the situation like, damn, I didn't, I didn't need to do all that. Like, you know so we have to start with ourselves and plan it out with ourselves talk to ourselves talk to a friend sometimes we have to call friends to the bit for them to really like listen to me and tell me if i'm wrong or tell me if i'm right Mm -hmm. you know i have a friend i call all the time girl am i tripping (laughs) let me know because sometimes we get in our heads and we get to overthinking a situation. We get to mm-hmm. overthinking the problem and we mm. get to jump into conclusions, okay? And start to assume. That's one thing that I realize is the biggest. Assuming something, yeah, it's not cute. It, that's also not cute, okay? Because mm-hmm. you're assuming a problem that hasn't even started. You're assuming an issue and you're making it an issue now. Mm-hmm. And then now you're sitting here arguing with your partner about something that that's not even it didn't even happen 
you know? That's so true. So that's why I say take time to process your thoughts. Take time to process your feelings. Understand the feelings that you are having. If those, why are you mad? What, what are you mad about? Pick and point it. Okay, I'm mad because this person was talking to me like this. Okay, so what was it that that person said that triggered you? What word triggered you in that person? That person called me a bitch. That's out of my name. Okay, so you don't like being called a bitch. So go to that person, tell that person, hey, listen, don't call me out of my name, please. I don't like that. That makes me feel uncomfortable. And that's how we have to communicate with people because if you come at them like, you a fucking bitch. Whoa, okay, now we got, now we got going on, you know? Your mom's a bitch. Right, <laughs> right like, it's just, oh. <laughs> had to sprinkle my two cents in there (laughs) but I love that and I love that we're starting to have these conversations like I said before because I remember just five years ago we weren't in the space to even probably even have this conversation Mm -hmm. I think it was very taboo and it was very like (gasps) therapy (gasps) communication oh I might be wrong or oh I just might not be in the space to have a relationship and I think it's the kind of it's the accountability for me like I just love seeing people holding each other accountable because I think even for even amongst black women we were afraid to tell our friend okay bitch you look you're doing too much this ain't that ain't cute this ain't where you should be focusing on but now to be able to be in a space to tell my homegirls okay look I know this what you got going on but I'm telling you from the outside looking in as your friend this ain't hot right and I think that I kind of hope I don't know I want to be a a black man for a day just to see how they do and just maybe help help a little bit no that's you baby that's too controlling it is (laughs) that's you honey um and then I just hope that you know, to our homeboys out there, I hope that you guys and your friend groups are starting to have this conversation as well, because, you know, a lot, um, a lot of times on social media, I see like the divide between just people in relationships, but especially black men and black women. And the divide is a lot of it just gets to communication, like with any relationship. So if I tell you, this is what I have going on. This is how I feel. It's up to you to decide. Now, if you decide to move forward, then that's a whole nother conversation. But at least give me the opportunity to one, express myself and two, and see if I'm going to accept the things that you've laid out on the table. I think a lot of times we try to like hide stuff and then be like, okay, surprise, this is who I really am. But that's so unfair when you think about it. Yeah, It is, that's very unhealthy right there. I used to do that. I ain't gonna lie, I used to do that too. I (laughs) I used to do that. Yeah. I used to pretend like I was like more so like open to certain things or more accepting or more go with the flow, but it's like, no, three months later. So actually just to let you know, I don't like this. This is how I want things done. It's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like, it's like overwhelming person? to the other person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but. that's literally what happened. It's just like, bitch, what the fuck? You said you was cool. You said this type of stuff doesn't bother you. Okay, I did, but this is actually what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, some people, and that goes back to being vulnerable. You don't want to mm-hmm. be too vulnerable with somebody, so you have that wall that's like halfway up, and you're kind of peeking over, like, okay, I can tell you a little bit about this now. I can take this wall down, this mm-hmm. wall down, and then eventually, like, okay, my walls are down. Let me tell you who I really am, okay? Guess this is who I am. And then, like, here he is. I think that's just a process, because I, I feel like, you know, people have been hurt, because, like, I got probably, like, a good 20 walls, maybe. And so I still try to be myself 
as I'm like letting those walls down but it's just like I don't like people to get too too close because I don't always trust people especially men I don't trust men but (laughs) (laughs) so it's like I try to be myself but I still be having my walls up so I'm learning to be like more open and like not have my walls up and to be more vulnerable because apparently, you know, that kind of helps in a relationship when you're vulnerable. So I was like, okay, I'm going to work on it. But you're a very vulnerable person. <laughs> but I'm not, though. Like, I I am to you, I guess, because we're friends. So, like, bitch, I, I tell you whatever. Like, I'm yeah. always you, but, like... Sometimes I'm like, really then, bitch? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, to men, I'm not always that vulnerable. So, But you know what that's about. You've even said it. Yeah, I know that's well. She don't want to lose her man, huh? Oh. Like I'm, I because I've been in relationships where I haven't really been myself. Like I have been, but not like a hundred percent me. Like I've always kind of been the person that they wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. So now, like my relationship, the like he wants me to be me, and I'm like, well, damn. Um, okay. Like, are you sure you're ready? For do you that? think you know? Like, do you know who you are? enough to show who you like to show yourself who I am but it's just like I've never been able to be that person fully so it's like it's kind of a little nerve-wracking I want to hug you virtual virtual hug honey but it's like it's hard to kind of like be that vulnerable with someone Mm-hmm. not saying that I don't trust this person like I don't trust it's not saying I don't trust him but it's just like you don't trust the situation I, not even that I don't want to be hurt again so it's like I was hurt when I wasn't even really being myself now I have to be myself and it's that's that's a little scary to me girl so I'm working on it because like, you know it's like I'm a grown woman if I want this relationship to go somewhere like I'm gonna have to be myself I'm gonna have to be vulnerable so I'm working on it and if he's trying to meet me halfway and starting to be vulnerable and be himself, then I got to do the same thing too. So it's a work in progress, girl. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And I, I would have to agree with you. I was, I was like that too. The person who I'm talking to now, like, she was like, I don't feel like you're telling me who you are. Like, like who you really are. Like you have this wall up. And I'm like, yes, I do. Cause you yeah. got past. Like, the shit I just went through. You mm-hmm. gotta understand. I went through some shit in my life. So I'm not going to be 100% honest with you or not 100% honest, but I'm not going to tell you everything off rip. So she took me with a conversation that me and her had and she opened up to me about something that was very deep. And I was like, oh, wow, like you being vulnerable with me. And you trust me. Yeah. Yeah. She turned around and she was like, tell me your life. I want to hear your life story. I never had no one ask me about my life story. I'm like, my life story, like, wait. Yeah, I want to hear from the start to the uh, to now. I'm like, oh my god, are you serious? Are you ready for that? And I'll try to like skip over the conversation, try to like, you know, yeah. now she brought that shit right back to me again. I said, okay, I, I, okay, okay, well, let me tell you. And me, then, I'm just giving you the highlights, not giving you the whole story. It's like, well, you know, this is the gist of it, but yeah, yeah. and eventually mm-hmm. it was like. Like you said, I'm I'm a grown ass woman. If I want to be in this relationship with somebody and I want this relationship to grow, yeah, I to let this person know who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Even on the darkest days, who I am, I got skeletons in my closet that are ready to come out to talk to her. Like mm-hmm. that, I hard. love that. I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's hard because we don't 
we sit here and we think about our past and how we've been hurt so many times and we're like fuck what if this is like i'm giving you my 100 percent all because i gave someone my 100 percent all last time and i end up getting hurt in the return I mean, some don't even throw it out the window, girl. You know what? Rolled over a couple times. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Reverse. So it's like, uh, I'm about to be vulnerable with you, and I'm about to really open up to you and let you know the real Tamisha. Like, that's hard. I've been through so much. And it's like, when you go through so much things in your life, and you trying to be with somebody, it's like, oh, okay, are you ready to accept this? Are you ready to Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know so, that's dope and that's so deep I love that for both of you I think I want to be in that space but I'm one of those people my heartbreak takes a long time to heal it's just like I, I just can't uh. so I'm trying like I said I'm gonna have a hot girl summer and hopefully I don't know I don't want to put no time lapse on it but soon I want to open myself up to have like a true genuine like adult relationship um, I've interacted with people in my adult years, but I wasn't able to be in that space or I haven't met anybody that made me feel comfortable enough to have the conversation that you all are having. And I think it's something that sometimes we feel like we have to rush into, or if it doesn't feel right, just kind of push over it. But when you're expressing yourself to somebody in that kind of space, it's very important that you feel comfortable and that somebody provides a space for you to feel comfortable to do that because that's so raw and real and I think yeah. a lot of the times people are afraid, like, oh, they're going to use that against me or whatever the case may be. So, absolutely, okay, ladies. So, Mish, before we get into the main topic, um, have you dated men before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what are some of the main differences between dating a man and dating a woman? I already know the lesbians spin the bag, baby. I already know, hun. So you ain't even got to tell us about that one, hun. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, oh, okay. Off rip communication. Like with men, it's like talking to a fucking walk. Like, yeah, I couldn't be a lesbian already. Damn it. <laughs> I kid it. Like, it is, it's hard to get a man to really communicate about how mm-hmm. he feels about you. Like, mm-hmm. like picking at his feet. It's almost like a game, you know? It is. It's, like, it's a mind game. It's a fucking mind game. But with a woman and I talked and dated many women in my life. And, well, not to comment, it's all a real hoe, but no, not like that. It's okay, hun. It's all right, girl. So I I know when I come and talk to a woman, it's off rip. She's going to tell me, look, I, I want you. I don't want you. I'm doing this with my life. I don't know if you want to be a part of my life. Okay, cool. Communication is great. Don't get me wrong. You know, just like how I go through my menstrual cycle, she gonna go through her menstrual cycle. Mm, Jesus. So that's just a little thing that we bump heads. Y'all sync up. Um, my last relationship, we kind of synced up, but then we stopped mm-hmm. because she had like period problems or whatever. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I usually link up, like sync up with people. Yeah. Lucy, no. Mm-mm. I mean, I think I would rather sync up because I want us to be done going through it at the same time. Nah, not when all the uh past tampons are running out. No, you don't. <laughs> I never thought about that. I need to think about the emotions, honey. I already know I'm a bitch, so ooh, yeah. I'm good. PMS out the wazoo. See, that's why you just need a little testosterone, just a little bit in the mix. So see, ooh, all that estrogen and ooh. Mm-mm. So do I was just gonna ask you, do you like um? Well, no, I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save that for the for another segment. But so for you, do you find yourself being more open to new things um in this partnership and stuff? 
Yeah. Yeah. You feel more. I could tell. Like you feel. Like you feel free. I could. I could feel it on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, I do. Seriously. It's yeah. the curl. With the, yeah, it is. With the with the woman, it, it's it's like okay. I know I'm gonna be satisfied. I know I'm gonna be uh, heard. I know you know. If I'm sitting here saying, "Oh, I don't want to be bothered," she's gonna listen. She's gonna take it in because she knows. Okay, you're a woman. You go through things. You have time. To like know. y'all can relate to each other in that sense. Yes, it's more of a relatable conversation. Mm-hmm. And with a mm-hmm. man, like like I said, I dated men before. I'd be bored having conversation with them every five minutes. What you doing? What you doing? I'm doing the same shit I was doing 15 minutes ago. How about you ask me something else? How about you ask me what's on my mind? How about you know get to really know me? And a man, and this ain't all men. I guess I would say this. This ain't all men, but the men I have dealt with, mm-hmm. I I turn off. It never please, never satisfy in a conversation or being around them. It's like okay, I see you more as a homie. So intellectual, like on an intellectual level, oh, even yeah. intellectual. Yeah. yeah, like there's no good conversation. Like I probably had like one guy who really like carried a good conversation with me, and I was like, oh, okay, I kind of like this, but he ended up being a fuck boy. So it was like, mm, I'm not about to waste my time. Damn him to hell, mm, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. With a woman, it's more. I feel more comfortable. I, and that's when I was like, damn, I'm really a lesbian. Like, shit. Like, I it's crazy that you say that because in my head, it was like, I'm really not a lesbian. Like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> not this no, I always told y'all, Queen Latifah, a young and man call me. I'm hopping on the, I'm getting in the car. Girl, you gonna come right I am because it's crazy when you, okay, so what really made me laugh is when you were like, um, like with a woman, they automatically tell you from jump what they want from like, like if this is a, if we're just messing around if this is a relationship see with me I'm usually the one to avoid those conversations <laughs> and so I so when I am ready for a relationship six months to a year later they're like bitch girl when I first got with your ass I was trying to see what this was now you telling me you want a relationship so I'm trying to get over that but yeah it's like I don't know I, God really be throwing me curveballs huh because in the past like well in my last two situationships they were very forward and intentional with what they wanted I just wasn't in the space to receive that and instead of me communicating maybe not right now or let's just go a little bit longer I kind of played the waiting game like oh let's get this together because it's more convenient to be like oh let's get let's do this and then after this is done we can start talking about it right or let's get past this like in college this mm-hmm. semester, this semester is really hectic. I don't want to commit to you right now. And then look, we had a whole other semester, right? And so I noticed I was using these little situations to instead of just saying I'm not ready, I was yeah. just kind of like avoiding the situation, right? Because I, right? Because I didn't want to give them the space to be like, okay, so if you're not ready, can I go look for somebody who is? Like I just didn't. It was just a conversation for me, huh? And I, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're ready to date. I I'm not. The more I talk yeah. about it, I'm just not yeah. there. I, and, and I'm okay with it, but I just, at certain times, I feel like I should be in the space, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, I feel like I should be, but in the reality, I just really enjoy me right now, and I enjoy my apartment. I enjoy my life, and it's just, I just don't see nobody else. Now, I am looking for an investor, hun, because she has big ideas. What? 
Y'all just, we were just talking about another man and that's the thing. Yeah, we were just talking about how important it is to communicate what we need out of our relationships. Nothing wrong with that. That's me communicating. Did I say anything was wrong? It was the look, Chrissy. You're not wrong. But no, I definitely don't think that you're ready to be in a relationship, and I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like, you're only 24. Like, but no, and that's the thing. I know I'm not ready. But it's mm-hmm. just like, um, there's like times where I meet somebody or I start interacting and it's just like, if I was in the space, you would definitely be a candidate, right? But it's just like having that awkward conversation now, like as an adult. I just well, don't know why I'm married with kids. Don't do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> just some people are single and when you're ready, spend the block again, girl, see if they're available. Yeah. I just yeah. know I'm married with kids. I have a daughter. Jaya, that's that's just I see, do have a I do have a daughter. For me though, it's the dramatics. Instead of you just saying, Hey, I don't want to be in a relationship, you gotta throw out, hey, I'm married with kids. I gotta go pick up my daughter from preschool. Like, no. No. Technically, I do have to pick my daughter up from daycare. Okay, yeah, but your your daughter has four legs. Not two. <laughs> I hope nobody from my job watches. <laughs> oh, girl. Hey, they never asked for a picture on. Technically, <laughs> she's on my home screen. I mean, technically, she is. Yes. So they never wonder why a dog is my home screen and not a baby. They just thought you liked your dog, girl. They maybe think that you know, like when you get off the lock screen, that is your human child. Anywho's the hunt. Well, this was the all. Oh, I love. I said what I said. It's so good to, cause you know, on especially Twitter, everybody's where they doctors, lawyers, and medical. Very much do. Ain't nobody got a lick of a degree, girl. Right. (laughs) So let's get into the main topic this week. The, The main topic this week is Dear Diary. Can I be crazy? So Misha, the reason why we chose this is because, like I said, I recently started therapy and I just felt like I didn't have the space to be quote unquote crazy. But what I really am trying to say is I just didn't have the space to properly heal and deal with the feelings I was feeling. And then when I started communicating this with other Black women, I wasn't alone. Mm -hmm. So as a Black woman, the first step for me was to kind of get over that prayer versus professional health complex. So for you being um, a professional, how do you do, how do you help people get through that process of uh, kind of balancing the two, I guess? Of of prayer and therapy? Professional, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the thing about prayer, it's more of an emotional thing. Mm Therapy is more of a mental thing. Mm -hmm. So working on your emotions, we need to work on your mental now. So you need Mm -hmm. to go to therapy for that. Because you can't work on your mental by yourself because you just don't agree with yourself. Like, oh, yeah, nothing's wrong with me. I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that additional help, that additional ear to listen to you, you know, to make sure what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and how you're acting is not crazy. You know, what is the reason why you're acting the way you're acting? What is the reason why you're doing what you're doing? Why are you so closed off with people, but yet you still want to talk to somebody? Mm-hmm. Why you want to do this and why you don't want to do that? You know, we got to figure that out. And prayer, you know, it's going to be there regardless, but it's not going to really help you. Mm-hmm. Amen to that, girl. I'm glad somebody said it. 
Because that is something that we do not want to say in the black community that prayer is not going to help you. Yeah. Because me personally, I started dealing with depression at the age of like 11 or 12. So I've been depressed for a long time, damn. But um, anyway. not laughing at your depression, bitch. I swear. I'm not either. But it's just like when you think about it, you're like, wow, that's but, a long time to be sad, bitch. God damn. <laughs> but my parents, especially my mother, has always told me, "Well, girl, you know, like, baby, all you gotta do is just pray about it. God gonna help you." But when I realized, I was like, I don't think. Not saying I don't think God can help this, but I don't think God can help this. Like, not I even that is God's provided you resources to help this. Like, yeah, I'm, and I just feel like God God wouldn't put psychiatrists on this earth if I wouldn't meant to go talk to somebody. Mm. Personally, right now, I don't have like a therapist or anyone to talk to, but that's because I haven't found a safe enough environment to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's something that I'm working on. But I've just always felt like that didn't that wasn't helping me and i felt like if i said that that wasn't helping me like i'm not being shunned but like look that crazy because i feel like the older like black community is always like prayer changes things and prayer fixes things which i'm not saying that's not true but i'm just saying that you know like the scripture says faith without works is dead i can have faith that i'm going to mentally be okay but i have to put the work in to actually be mentally okay and I feel like as a community, we need to like take that to mind. Like we can pray all day, but we don't put no work behind it. We just sitting up sending up wishes and just hoping for the best. And that's that's not a healthy environment or a healthy way to live your life. They like you're mentally like crazy and then you're praying, but you're just saying, Okay, I'm gonna pray, I'm just gonna wait on God to fix it. Like, no, that's not that's just and you not. keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's when you start to realize that it's not working. Once you keep doing the same thing, you're like, okay, God, I'm still here. Yeah. I, I'm still, it's still not going right. I'm still sad. I'm, I'm not sleeping. I'm not bathing. I'm not eating. What's up? Mm-hmm. And then that's when you realize you got to kind of not take it into your own hands, but actually do something about it. Exactly. So You got to be that that fire in your ass to do it that prayer, like yeah that helps it's temporarily like yeah you, you're talking to somebody within yourself yes mm-hmm. but you're not doing nothing physically to help yourself and Absolutely. a lot of people a lot of older people in our community see mental health as a weak thing see it mm-hmm. as, no god got it honey that's all you need and it's like okay I already told God, I, I already prayed with him like two hours ago. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. So now I need to figure out how I'm going to do this for real, for real. Ain't no one telling you to stop going to church. Ain't no one telling you to stop praying. Yeah. He's trying to help you even more with other resources. Absolutely. That's it. And then the tools that therapy has just provided me alone have been life-changing. The way I deal with stressful situations, how I communicate to my friends, to my family, the boundaries that I set to protect myself from certain things that can be prevented. And I think that we need to create, I think it was important for me and I know everybody else's situation might be different, but to create that space for myself. Because what I would do was, okay, I'm gonna try a new diet or I'm gonna try a new mental cleanse or I'm gonna read this book. And it's just like, okay, this is cool, but what are you getting out of this? Like, and I think it's almost like we're, I know for me, I was actually 
kind of afraid to go to somebody and tell them the things that I'm feeling because I don't want that bitch to backerack me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, uh-uh, honey, it is nothing I can do for you. Call this number. They're going to come pick you up in 35 minutes, just pack you a little three-day bag. That's not how it works. <laughs> I didn't know because we don't have these conversations. I literally didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And so some of like the, I guess it's like the consultation, some of the questions, I was just like, well, bitch, do I really tell you? And I didn't, but <laughs> okay, I tell her now, Misha. I was, I just had to fill her out, okay? Yeah, it's okay. Like, you're not gonna have you locked up, locked away. Girl, right? I got shit to do, okay? I can't, <laughs> I can't be in the hospital for three days. Not this week, huh? Can we schedule it next week? And see, that's where my job, I work at a behavioral hospital. At my job, we have people like, I just said one thing to my therapist and I'm here. Oh my God, I didn't even mean it. I didn't even mean it. But it's like, but you said it. So therefore, you thought it. Mm-hmm. There's something behind exactly it. exactly why I didn't tell her. Huh? Mm. <laughs> I'm just being real, girl. I had shit. To, I got shit to do. Because what, if I, can't, what if I can't get out the program? What if I'm mentally not able to pass the test or whatever it is first of all if you go into a mental facility you're only there for five to seven business days Um, yeah it's it's not like bitch you're locked away for life girl i thought it was like you had to pass certain levels bitch and i just this is not hunger games girl (laughs) (laughs) i gotta pass certain levels though lord no you gotta see the psychiatrist at the mental health uh, facility and he wants he has to evaluate you and make sure you're safe and that you're not going to harm yourself or harm anybody else before mm, you yeah. okay yeah. only what it in about 72 hours but it was just too long for me i had like i said now i do not to make a joke out of it but i do believe that um because i had a family member who actually checked herself in before and was mm-hmm. just like i am tapped out i am depleted I don't want to kill myself, but I definitely do not want to live. And that was enough for her to tap in. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like 14, 15, and not even realizing how powerful of the moment of, of a moment that was for not only for myself, but for like the family members around me. And I, it kind of made me think like, as I was preparing for this episode, why was it into, not until when I was 14, 15, that we really started talking about mental health in my family? And it wasn't even at the point of, look, we've been slacking. Um, we haven't been really communicating with each other. We haven't been checking in. You know, these are things. Here's even the history of mental health in our family. You know what I'm saying? It was more of she going through some things. She needed some help. Mm-hmm. Why is it that I, even though that was wrong, not wrong, but that wasn't a healthy way to kind of like open up that conversation why wasn't it we why didn't we start having that conversation until we're 14 15 and what are some like how young should we start introducing mental health into our families and into our youth as young as possible right so they can when they understand it Mm -hmm. because like i said in the beginning it starts with the children like everything Mm -hmm. starts with the children Mm -hmm. they experience bully they experience depression they experience anxiety talking in front of a class. It's mm. so many things that they're experiencing while going through puberty. So it's that developmental counseling that that they need. 
And some parents don't know how to have a conversation with their child about depression or anxiety because they feel like, oh, you're just a kid. You shouldn't have to worry about that. You should just be living your kid's life. But no, then that's that pisses me off so much because it's like, yo, you were a kid once. And I know when you were a kid, at one point in your life, you were like, I hate my life and I'm depressed. Because everybody goes through that little phase when they're kids. Mm-hmm. And that shit pisses me off because it's like, we have to understand just because they're young, that they go through things too. Mm-hmm. Little Tommy talking shit about her or something. Like, you just, you don't know what's going on at school. School is <laughs> freaking bully action. Like, it's a lot going on, a lot of pressure to pass mm-hmm. classes. They're taking what? How many classes you take when you were in high school? Like, seven? Seven. Seven. <laughs> Yeah, a lot. <laughs> they're going through a lot, and I, and then not even talking about what they're going through at home too. Sometimes, mm-hmm. exactly. So it's good to talk about mental health with your children at a young age. It's really good, and if you don't know how to talk it, family counselor, they know how to talk it. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel comfortable, school counselors, mm-hmm. they know how to talk it. There's so many different resources that we're not using that it just. Oh, it, it fires up my soul so much. Mm-hmm. No, that just brought me back to like all the things that I went through because I was actually bullied my whole fifth grade year by this one boy. He bullied me literally every day. Mm-hmm. And I made it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal. And I never told my parents, but they ended up finding out. And they were like, well, why didn't you say anything? I'm like, girl, because I, I just tried to ignore it. But it ended up affecting me so much. I don't like to admit it, but it still affects me to this day because it made me have how I feel about myself because I started to believe the words that this person was saying about me. So I started to believe those things and like that's what started my depression. And then girl, I had an episode at school that had to call my mom. I was throwing discs, but that's another story for a very much another day. But um, my parents didn't really know how to have that conversation with me or to talk to me about things and like my parents are very old like my parents now are in their 60s so I feel like they didn't they didn't know what to do they're like do I take her to a therapist is it something she'll get over like will she grow out of this mm-hmm. unfortunately I, I have not grown out of it but I wasn't able to have like a for real for real conversation with my mother about my feelings until one day my mother actually volunteered herself to be Baker at because she was going through some things And my mother was later diagnosed with some mental health illnesses. And so so she actually came to me for help. And she was like, hey, I'm feeling like this. Like, I'm going to a therapist, but I don't know if I should. Should I, like, she was going through, she didn't know a lot of things, but she knew that was something that I was trying to get into Mm -hmm. mental health and stuff. So she would come to me for advice, but it was, even though she was looking for help, it was therapeutic for me to kind of help her with that and kind of see my own issues in a way. So, and it made it more relatable for you. It like, did. It, it it gave me a like a sign of relief because it's like I had kept so many things bottled up, and like I would tell my friends little certain things, but I had to stop telling them because, girl, one day. I, I don't think I meant it, but I said that I wanted to kill myself. And one of my friends went and told the guidance counselor. And so, like, I'm in class, minding my business, like, going about my day. And they're like, hey, like, we just want to, like, pull you up to the office. I'm like, what the hell did I do? And, like, the lady, she sat down. She was like, so, like, one of your friends was concerned because you said that you wanted to kill yourself. I was like, 
Oh, I was just joking, girl. But, but, yeah, but no, your friend, that was the right thing for your friend to do. No, I was mad at that time, but no, she absolutely did the right thing. Because in my head, I was like, girl, I was just joking. But yeah, some, some days I feel like that. And so like I had to go through this whole little thing with my school counselor, girl. But it like looking back at everything, I wish my parents would have taken me to somebody like as young as like nine or 10 years old. But it also shows me like what to look for when I have my own kids so that they don't have to go through the things that I had to go through and struggle as bad that I as I have had mm-hmm. to struggle because mental like I, I don't think people really understand that mental health is really not a joke mm-hmm. it's not something to take light it's not something that people will grow out of or get over like it's very very serious and like this conversation these conversations was the reason why I decided to get a degree in psychology because I felt like black people a black community we don't take not even black people I feel like a lot of people don't take mental health seriously like kids as young as like eight and nine are hanging themselves because of being bullied or being depressed and their parents are just thinking that like oh that's just something that they'll grow out of or they'll be all right like no like sometimes you just you're not all right like I had to like I don't I don't want to make this I don't want to damper this episode or anything but I had to okay. fight for, I had no, to fight real. to get here I had to fight for my my sanity because there were a lot of things and I didn't I was afraid to kind of like you were saying like I didn't want nobody to uh, lock me up girl for real for real because I was afraid to kind of say exactly how I was feeling so I think that's why I've waited as long as I have to not talk to a professional because it's like I felt like if I had the tools or I learned enough that I'd be able to fix my own issues. And I'm starting to see that like, I've done well, but I can't keep doing it by myself. It's like you're, it's like you're like putting a blanket over so you don't have to see it. Yeah, like I managed to get this far, but it's like, I don't think I can continue to keep doing it by myself like I feel like I do need to sit down and just have a conversation with somebody about the things that I'm dealing with because I still see issues that I was dealing with like five six years ago and I'm still dealing with to this day and I kind of just want to be over them like I kind of just want to learn how to get through them so I can move on with my life so I see the thing. yeah I was trying to dance with the episode honey but it's I okay get it. I had to keep it real right there that's good yeah. the thing is you can't sit here and think oh it's gonna it's gonna go away eventually if you're sitting here covering like you said with a blanket yeah Yeah, that that problem's still down there and that's like you said how that boy was bullying you calling you certain things it's if you keep going to someone and tell them you're stupid you're stupid you're stupid you're stupid over and over they're gonna think it they're gonna feel it and they're gonna think they are stupid and they're gonna maneuver through life as if they're stupid you know Uh it's like conditioning somebody it's mm-hmm. like somebody and that stuff doesn't go away because the person stopped doing it no that that eats us at life when we're at home and our thoughts and our subconscious is going on and thinking oh that thing is coming up anytime mm-hmm. someone says the word stupid i guarantee you it brings you back to that boy calling you stupid or something. Mm-hmm. It, it's a trigger and we have to work on what our trauma was in our life and everybody's trauma is different mm-hmm. Every, absolutely and everybody is triggered by different things. We just had to figure out what is it that is triggering us and how we can cope with it mm-hmm. in certain ways, how we can deal with it. You know, we keep balling up our feelings, our emotions, because that's what some of we were taught. 
don't 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 let your emotions come out too much. We don't want you to be a crybaby. We don't want you to do this. We don't want you to be crazy. But it's like, okay, I have to be a tough woman and put all my feelings and emotions outside. But then once eventually I crack, I'm now a crazy delusional person. But it's like, no, I put all my emotions in one glass and eventually that glass is all the way full up and now it's overflowing. And here I am. <laughs> a time ticking bomb. Literally. And it's kind of um when you're going through it, it doesn't like how you just described, like you're filling up this glass. You don't feel that though, because I think constantly we're connect, we're conditioned to just keep going, keep trucking, keep mm -hmm. going, keep trucking. It'll get better. And I, for me personally, I kind of thought as I kept going, some of the things would start to drop off, but it wasn't until I got into a place where I was set and I didn't have anywhere else to go. And it was just like, I was in this room and it was just filling up. And it was just like, okay, we have some things to unpack. Mm -hmm. And it was very overwhelming and it was scary. And because my family didn't talk about mental health and just as simple as when I did sign up to see a therapist, you know, you have to get your, um, your health records. I, I knew I was in therapy as a child. So that wasn't surprising. But when they start asking about the history, I have an aunt who do, who's bipolar. Um, my grandmother was dealt with uh was bipolar um people are clinically depressed in my family it's just like well damn mm -hmm. can we at least get a little note card attached to our birth certificate to let us know that these things you know you're so quick to tell us we have heart disease in our family we have <laughs> we have okay. we have diabetes you know um you have to get this test at the age of 24 because your great grandmother had breast cancer but we can't talk about hey just to let you know mentally these are some things that are in your history. Yeah, and like why, these are some things you should look out for. I, I, I definitely agree. Like you'll sit here and you'll dope us up with all these blood thinners and things like this and tell us to get on the treadmill. But when it comes to, this is the most important part if you ask me, because it wasn't until I started understanding who I was mentally that I could even grasp like my physical health, right? Mm -hmm. so like sometimes we use our physical health to cope with our issues but it will still be something that we're juggling with because when you're not feeling good and you're not and you're depressed you sometimes you stop eating sometimes you overeat mm -hmm. sometimes like you said we stop working on things that need to be done yeah. so it's just like if this is not good how can I expect anything else to be good mm -hmm. Absolutely. and it's just it's 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 a good space to be in in today's time, but I kind of get scared for like the future of our, for the youth. Cause like you were saying, like school alone, but then I think about how active social media is in our lives. Oh. And then I think of a seven-year-old having a profile, like literally there are seven-year-olds who have profiles. And oh. even if it's not on the apps that we're on, they have kitty apps now, but yes. Oh my god! Yes, I'm not, I'm not understand it. I don't get it. I don't approve. The little part of me feel like the internet at that young of an age just kind of fry a child's brain. <laughs> like I know it doesn't, but like I feel like a child at that age that like their their brains are sponges, and I just feel like that is one thing that they should not have like be able to mm -hmm. be exposed to i feel like girl learn your abcs learn this math like that social media stuff if you want to tap into it that will come mm -hmm. but a lot of parents i feel like they use that as a like either the kid sneaks around and does it because i remember i did that but i was like a teenager yeah. or like parents kind of just like 
throw them a tablet and then they just explore this whole brand new world of and I just I don't personally agree with it you know like I don't tell people how to raise their kids but me personally I don't feel like my child should be exposed to that type of thing that young unless it's like uh what's what's that thing parent parent control yeah that's great like YouTube kids or something yeah but you you just let them get on your phone no, then, well, you probably searching some stuff up that you probably don't need to be searching up to. That private web don't always delete, hun. So Yeah. Um, so as we kind of like dissect some issues that we've dealt with individually and that we see in our community, some things that I really wanted to highlight that I've noticed just as a Black woman navigating life is codependency, toxic relationships, lack of self-worth, and ambition, and then the fear of the unknown. I think as Black people, we have always been conditioned to um, fight forward, but we haven't had the opportunity to be, we haven't, in the past, we haven't had the opportunity to be afraid because it's like, well, shit, it got to be better than what's behind us. (laughs) But now, in retrospect, it's like as we're going through in our generation, it's like as we go forward, it gets scarier. So how do we navigate that? How do I speak to my friends how do I talk to my partner how do I speak to my parents or cousins sisters what should these conversations be like sharing the unknown is scary that Mm -hmm. actually is one of my fears Mm -hmm. and I had to learn from my therapist because I do see a therapist I haven't seen her that's awesome period I haven't seen her recently because she decided to go from face-to-face to online only and I'm that type of person. I want to talk to my therapist in person. So yeah. I haven't seen her recently. But what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Fear of the unknown. She taught me, if you cannot control it, Tamisha, do not stress yourself about it. Period. Like, you have to control yourself, your behaviors, and your actions. Okay? If you know that there's something that you want in the future, set goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. understand you keep working towards that goal it's going to be in that future mm-hmm. so it's that fear of the unknown it's it's scary it's it's going to happen even when COVID-19 came people were scared people were fucking buying toilet paper up their ass like they didn't know yeah it's that fear of society puts on you the new mm-hmm. extreme with COVID-19 and people started freaking out mm-hmm. taking all the money out of their bank account because they just didn't know Mm-hmm. it's that fear because we hear things in our ear that puts us in our mind like, oh my god maybe i need to do that maybe i need to do this i remember my father talking about something okay we need to meet in a secret location if this stuff goes south and i'm on the phone like what oh my like, you think a zombie apocalypse like what, what's going on <laughs> and it's like we have to understand we gotta take it day by day okay mm-hmm. don't rush it you know how when you were young, you were always, I can't wait to be an adult. I can't Girl, wait. Girl. That's what we <laughs> now. I wish I was honey. Right. I wish I was still taking naps. Okay. Snack okay. time. Like, we have to understand that fear of the unknown, yes, it's going to happen. But we have to take our stuff day by day. Do our goals. Monthly goals. Three months from now. A year from now goals. We have to set stuff for us so we're not really thinking about the future like that. We're more so thinking about ourselves. And we just got to take it day by day, honestly. Literally. Um, and so, so when, so, okay, you get, you start 
thinking about, okay, I need to go to a counselor. And then you start diving into these relationships. I know for me, one thing that was really, really important was boundaries. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how, well, the lack of boundaries I had in my life, even with friendships, not being available to answer the phone all the time, mm-hmm. unplugging, like I do this thing yeah. now. I let my phone die for two hours at the end of the day. Wherever them two hours are, I I keep my laptop just in case it's an emergency. But whatever them two hours are, I need that time for myself because sometimes I feel obligated and I feel like this, this responsibility to be there for people. But if I'm always tapping into other people, what am I doing for myself? And that was something that I had to deal with. And it um, I don't know. I don't really like the word toxic because I feel like to- social media has made it like a joke, but that become that helped that allowed me to form toxic relationships with people. You know what I'm saying? Like I needed them to depend on me and it just wasn't healthy. Um, but yeah, Chris, what do you have to say? <laughs> um, I, okay. Well, like my friendships are pretty good. Like, I don't feel like I have really like many issues with my friendships. I feel like we, like respect each other enough like I don't feel like I need my issue is always with my romantic relationships Mm -hmm. because I always um I don't say I'm always in toxic relationships but the last person that I just dealt with before the person I'm with now um that relationship was not only toxic but I was codependent on that person and I didn't really realized that until I ended things I was like wow I was really dependent on this person because I had been dealing with this person on and on for five years like we would be together something would happen we break up and then like maybe a month later we back together and it was like I always if something didn't work out with somebody else I always knew I could run back to him and I knew he would take me back and he knew likewise like it was something we even like said to each other like you know, at the end of the day, if things go south, like, we always will run back to each other. And I started to realize, I'm like, that is not healthy. <laughs> that is not good, especially because of the space that we're in and the manipulation that was going on and the the lack of communication between each other. Like, it was so unhealthy to the fact that I realized. But it wasn't until me meeting the person I'm with now that I realized that I was quote-unquote worthy enough to not be in a toxic relationship that I didn't Mm -hmm. have to keep running back to this person and I didn't want another person to kind of give me that realization but if that's what it took I'm okay with that Mm -hmm. but I realized I had to let that person go and not be dependent on that person because you know that person knew a lot about me you know like I was able to kind of somewhat be vulnerable with this person but that person then threw that shit right back in my face so it's always gonna be fuck that nigga but I just realized that I don't want to be that dependent on someone again like I want to be in a relationship with someone I want to be vulnerable I want us to have communication but I don't want to feel like if that person's not there what am I going to do how am I going to cope how am I going to talk about this like who's going to be there for me when I'm having an anxiety attack or if I'm panicking about something like mm-hmm. I want to be that person for myself was so it, that's something I'm working through now girl was it ever and Misha you can tap in but do, was it ever a concern for you like okay I just got out of this toxic relationship and now I'm jumping into another one was it ever like 
am I using this to cope or is that healthy? Do you feel like that's healthy for you? Because I know it's different strokes for different folks. I know some people's method is, what is it? Get under a new one? To get, get over the one you get under a new one. Mm. So for you, do you feel like that's working or do you still have concerns about your codependency? codependency? You're just putting it in somebody else. Um. Well, I'm, I will say that I'm glad that I'm aware of it now. I was not aware of it. Hell, I wasn't aware of it like a month ago, a couple weeks ago. Like, I wasn't aware of it, but now I am aware of it. Um, Like I said, like, the person that I'm with now, like, we've been friends for a long time. So, like, it's not like I just, like, jumped into something brand new. Mm -hmm. But this person has been, like, around and has been, like, a great support system for me. Yeah. And it was a conversation that you and I had a couple of days ago, and you brought something up to me. And... It had me down a little bit because I was like, what? wow. What conversation? Remember you told me you were concerned that I was going to be dependent oh, on Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it, it 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 made me down, not because you said it, but because it was true. And I was like, wow, like this wasn't something I even had realized or thought about. And so I actually told this, told the person that I'm seeing, I told them not a, like I kind of told him about the conversation but then I told him why I felt like that or you know and like my experiences with being codependent on someone and I was just telling him like I don't want to be dependent on you because at the end of the day I don't need you but I want you here mm-hmm. and it was a healthy conversation my friends are starting to listen to things that I say Woo! whatever girl <laughs> but, um it was such a, a healthy community like re- conversation between the two of us like he was allowed me to kind of just say how I felt and um because I kind of felt like I was crazy girl because I was like a dog like and then it just made me realize so many other things that I've kind of ignored or didn't realize and that's when I like had the thought again that I was like okay this is when I realized I need to talk to somebody because I need the tool so that that doesn't happen again. Because I can tell myself that, hey, this is the problem. But obviously, I don't have the tools to not go down that road again when that's something that I'm, I've been used to and that I've been doing. So I don't feel like I will be codependent on this person. I, like I said, I'm still working through that. I'm still learning how to not be dependent on this person. But I don't feel like I'm dependent on that person now. Like, I don't feel like I'm dependent on him, but I have to also kind of just realize that if something does happen, if this is not the path that I am supposed to go on and that I do end up by myself, that I'll be okay. Because I think my dependency also deals with my not wanting to be alone. But that also just stems from me being an only child and having a fear of like walking this earth alone and that's something I need to talk to a therapist about too girl because that like every time I talk about it I cry because I'm just okay. like I'm not gonna cry now but okay it's okay. because like, <laughs> if you do it's okay friend yeah because it's no, just bitch, like, bitch start crying around me bitch we'll be crying for seven minutes so come on <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like you know like my parents are older my grandpa is turning 90 on Tuesday so it's like the people who I'm super close with are are old and I'm not I don't have a close relationship with my family because of them and so it's like once those three people in my life go I'm like I'm gonna be alone 
you know not saying I'm going to be alone I have friends but like that's it like I have my five friends and that's it like I don't like have anybody else so I feel like I've stayed in a relationship longer than I was supposed to in fear of walking away from someone and being dependent on them just to say that I wasn't alone not to say that I had a man it was just like I had someone to run to or someone who I could call on and be somewhat vulnerable with well look at Chrissy getting her life together realizing all the the bad shit that's been going on but yeah so that's that's that girl Mm, y'all pray for mental me sprinkle some of that niche on it (laughs) you it sounds like you're going through a healing process honey yeah everybody's healing process is so different and unique because it's what you are trying to do for yourself everybody else's opinions and concerns are not to your consideration at all at all and i do advise you to go ahead and get that therapist once again Mm -hmm. even more with that healing process and the more that you realize listen you already know that you have abandonment issues yeah you know this and you are tapped into it and that's good that you're tapped into it and that you know because now you can make sure that your partner who you're talking to that he knows this and listen if you want to leave me i have to be okay with you leaving me i have to accept that but i yeah. need to be up and honest and communicate with me mm-hmm. that if you want to leave you got to let me know you know it's the respect aspect too in my relationship, my past relationship I just got out of, I realized I had attachment issues. Mm. Like, I was so used to being with this person that I didn't want to let her go. But mm. she was sitting here screaming, telling me, like, yo, let me go. Like, I don't want to be with you no more. And it's like, damn, okay. I, I'm that type of person. I put 150 into the relationship, okay? I, there's, no, there's no quitting on me. There's no quitting on us. I'm a client. And yeah. I realized... That's not me trying. That's me having an attachment issue. And that's me. It's the fear. Yeah. It's the fear of letting that person go. Because it's like, I, I'm. It, it hurts me because it's like, I grew with this person. I got to know this person. We had so many future plans for this person that now I have to realize she has a picture. She um moved on with her life and, you know, things that she told me that she wanted to do and wanted to be with, she's doing them. And I'm. I'm proud for her. It took me a long time to finally say that I'm proud for her because before it was fuck that bitch. <laughs> that's so real. You are so yeah. real, Misha. I gotta keep it as real as possible because we have to be honest with our feelings. Because when I was going through my healing process, I went depressed. I was not eating. I was sleeping. I didn't want to go to work. Okay. I wasn't it. the happy goy to Misha. People would see mm-hmm. me at work like, damn, you look tired. I am. I am. Please leave me alone. Like, I had moments where I would be at work and had to go in the bathroom because I would break down crying. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it took me a minute to realize, okay, I need to process this. I need to figure it out because I, how can I try to help other people if I can't help myself? And that's yeah. why I took a break from my YouTube channel because I couldn't even I couldn't even sit yeah. down yeah. because I couldn't even give advice because I look like a damn idiot to myself because it's like, I'm not even taking my own advice. So mm-hmm. when I came up with that next video, uh, embracing change mm-hmm. I embraced so many change within this year and it taught me so many things and taught me so many things about myself and what I'm not going to allow in my next relationship the boundaries that I'm going to put into my next relationship the person who I'm going to be that self-worth that I'm going to have within myself knowing that it's okay to let that person go if that person does not want to be with me because I have to be okay with being with myself 
And it took me a minute to realize that. And it took me a moment to get everything together and to really sit down and do that. And it, like you said, uh, the question that you had asked Christy, jumping into another relationship, did, was that something for you? You know, a lot of people looked at me and like, damn, Tisha, you already talked to somebody else? And it's like, yeah, like, uh, I did. And that's why I said that, because to me, it it's it's for what you need right or i cannot tell her how quick she heals if she tells me friend i'm good then i just have to trust that i think so many times society likes to put a time stamp on something it's just like when somebody gets like they break up and then three months later they're engaged to somebody else it's like you was just with this person for five years but who are we to say because i'm somebody i really trust my heart so and i really not only my heart i trust myself enough to know this is how i feel this is not in this moment this is how I feel who's to say if it's temporary or not and I just move forward mm -hmm. so the reason I asked her that I think a lot of people naturally assume it's not healthy to break up with somebody and then two days later get with somebody else but who yeah. are you to say because a lot of times people mentally check out before and if it's not healthy not trying to be funny she'll have to deal with the fucking consequences exactly oh absolutely 100 percent. yes and that's the thing like I had to tell people like listen I know I just got a relationship and I'm on my own now, but you gotta understand, I was mentally, like you said, mentally checked mentally out. Checked out. In that yeah. relationship back in October, okay? I was getting counseling, trying to figure out how I was gonna get to myself. Like, the, the things people don't know that you're going through with mm -hmm. yourself, and a lot of people like to judge you and like to say, you know, you're moving too fast, you're moving mm -hmm. too fast. The girl who I'm talking to now, I think we said, I love you to each other in two weeks. And it's like, at the end of the day, that's Girl, three days for me beat that record huh uh like at the end of the day, these are my feelings and this is how i feel about this person i see so much with the person who i'm talking to now that i didn't see with the person who i was with last uh last because it's certain, you do certain things and it's the way how certain people come into your life at certain times too and it's for a reason for that's reason. what we we get so caught up in the control aspect of everything we don't understand whatever the whatever is supposed to happen will happen whether you fight it whether you put put barriers against the door somehow some way that thing is going to come into your life because it's for your purpose exactly and there's been so many times like the person who i'm talking to now like we're like oh no we're moving too fast no 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 and we were, we try bro we try to stop talking to each other only lasts 24 hours only lasts 24 not even four days i mean not 44 four hours like we try and it's like the bond and the feeling that we have between each each uh, each other is not going nowhere. We feel mm -hmm. it on a different level than what we felt it with our exes. So it's like when people tell you you're moving too fast, I say mind your fucking business. Literally. Hey. And that was the conversation not to dive into me and Chrissy personal business because we are people <laughs> outside of this podcast, y'all. But that yes. was literally the conversation I had with my friend. I just and it comes into accountability partners. I just told my friend, friend, I love you. I know in the past you have dealt with X, Y, Z issues. I want you to be in a space that if this person decides whatever it is they decide, I want you to be okay. Yeah. Period. I think so many times as women, we try to blame the man and, oh, friend, that man's not good for you. That person's going to be who he's going to be to my friend, regardless of what I say. And she going to stick with him, regardless of what I say. As her friend and as her sister, it's my responsibility to let her to 
not even to tell her certain things about herself, but just to let her know, friend, here's tools if you need them, period. Yeah. Yeah. I can't make her go to therapy. I can't set up appointments for her. I can't do nothing. But as your friend, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Some people don't understand about friendships. They feel like they have to control their friend. Like, no, friend, don't do it. No, nah, I don't need you to control me. I'm coming to you venting about my problems. Not asking Hello. at all. Sometimes I don't need your advice. Sometimes I just need an ear to listen to the hell going on. Hello. Okay. And a lot of people get it confused from venting and advice. A lot yeah. of people. And that's why sometimes when I'm talking to somebody, I would tell them off rip, I'm venting to you right now. I don't need advice. Because I get irritated when I get advice that I don't need. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it don't even apply. A lot of people give advice off shit that they've seen on social media or stuff that they haven't even dealt with in real life. Mm -hmm. And that's personally why I'm so happy I started to see a therapist. Not saying that my friends weren't good tools or my family members weren't good tools to vent to, but my friends and my family have not experienced things that I experienced in my life. They don't have the same responsibilities at work that I have at work. So how can I sit here, vent to you, or ask for advice, and you have no fucking idea what I'm going through? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's exactly. just not, it doesn't make sense. And then on a friend point of view, I don't know, Chris. I don't know. To me, it feels useful. But a lot mm-hmm. of times when my friends vent, I just listen. And if they say, so what do you think about this? Then I might sprinkle something. But I still don't even give my whole opinion on something because yeah. it's not my place so Chris, as your friend is that useful or is that because i know in the past we've had friends who like i wish jaya would say more so yeah. for you how is that are you like okay bitch say something or um i kind of just let you say what you want to say because um i don't try to push so much out of people i just kind of like hey if you want to tell me about what's going on at work girl i'm here my ear is open mm-hmm. I don't try to give advice unless, you know, you ask me for advice or my opinion on something. And like mm-hmm. you said, me and you don't have the same responsibility. So I can only say so much mm-hmm. that will mm-hmm. apply to what you have going on. But I've just, I've learned to just kind of be the friend, like, Hey, I'm just here to listen. Mm-hmm. Like if you just need somebody to talk to, to just kind of help you work, it, work it out so you can hear yourself, like what's going on. Then I'm, you know, I can mm-hmm. always be that person, but I just kind of let you say what you what you want to express to me. I've never felt like, oh, Daya doesn't say enough. Like, you know, you say what you want to say, what you're comfortable with saying, and the fact that you're even comfortable talking about the things that you are that you do talk to me about. I feel very honored that you know you not honored. Uh, trust, She's honored yeah, that you trust me enough to kind of let me into those parts of your life. So I'm. I do that even in relationships. Like, I never press somebody like, hey, you ain't, like, why you don't tell me about this? Or why you don't tell me about that? Like, whatever you say to me, like, I feel honored that you trust me enough with that information, with that part of your life. So, mm-hmm. I just let you be you, girl. That's dope. That's so, one thing. Every friend is different. Like, mm-hmm. that's something that we have to understand, too. Because sometimes what Chrissy might do in her friendship is I might not do in mine. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, friends, like which friend you know you're gonna call if you need something? Which friend you know you're gonna call if you need to vent to them? You know, Mm -hmm. different friends for different things. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I struggle and I used to talk to my therapist about this because I never understood. Not that I didn't like it, but I never understood why my while people in my life would come to me for advice. Because like, bitch, I don't even really like I talk. But it's like, I don't really, I feel like my conversations don't have a lot of depth 
Like, I feel like I'm a very surface level person. So when people do try to dive deep continuously, I'm like, okay, what do you need from me? But I think what it is, a lot of people aren't used for, to people saying, okay, what do you need from me in this moment? So I've had people be like, well, damn, bitch, I just did what da, 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 da. But it's like, bitch, I'm asking you, what is it? Like, what, what, what am I supposed to give? Because naturally I'm a person who kind of just uh, micromanages everything. So I don't really feel the need to vent a lot or I don't really feel the need to have conversations with a lot of things. I just kind of handle it or I talk to my girl Chris on a Tuesday, okay? So for me, it's very rare and, and not weird because everybody's different. It's just not something that I'm used to having to communicate and share my day-to-day experiences with multiple people. But I don't think it's a bad thing though either. I want to be more, I just don't know how, more open. What is it? More open? I'm just not an open person. Yeah. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Like, I recommend a vibrator, but. <laughs> you have to be comfortable. So it's like whatever you're comfortable with sharing, whoever you're sharing it to should be open to that and be receptive and, you know, just take it as it is. So to segue into that, why do you guys feel, well, why do you all feel that Black women tend to feel the majority of the pressure in their relationships, whether it's work, um, familiar, or romantic? Misha, you can start off. <laughs> uh, because usually, the, it's usually an only Black woman household. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest about that. We have a lot of single mothers out here, and a lot of times they take all that pressure in everything. And with them kids, with work, and then trying to have a social life, and then trying to have a romantic life, it's so much pressure being put onto them. And society mm-hmm. has a picture painted of a black woman and how they're supposed mm-hmm. to act: rude, loud, ghetto, or mm-hmm. stubborn, all that attitude. Yeah, difficult to work with, difficult to talk to. But it's like, no, that's not true. That, that black woman is acting like that because she's trying to stand her ground and she's trying to tell you, you're not going to walk over me, okay? I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you what I want for my, me and my children. I'm going to tell you what I want for myself. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't see it like that. A lot of people see, oh, she just has an attitude. We got to tread lightly with her. And that's something I realized in the work field. You know, when I come and talk to somebody about something, like, you know, I need you to stay a little bit later, da 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 mm-hmm. like, who are you? Uh, who am I? Uh, you want to go look at my title real quick? Okay, just thank you. <laughs> you know, don't don't question me and don't question my motives or anything because just like that black, I mean, just like that white man and that white lady, I have the same uh, energy and the same skills as they do too, okay? You're not going to belittle me. You're not going to say, I don't know what I'm talking about because I sometimes talk slang. No, that's just who I am and I'm comfortable with talking like that. Now I can get professional. Hello, how you doing? How was your day? You know, you ask about me, honey. <laughs> operator, operator. Right. Okay. Up. And a lot of people don't understand the things that black women have to go through. And mm-hmm. we we get this title on ourselves and we have to walk with a persona because that's how people portray us and society sees us. Mm-hmm. And it's not even with just black women, it's with black men too. You know, mm-hmm. when you get pulled over, automatically your hands on the steering wheel, like, okay, I'm reaching over, grab my wallet, I'm do, you doing it play by play it's even in the work for work field like you have to walk in a certain way you have to wear your hair in a certain way you know mm-hmm. i had a job where they told me i couldn't wear box braids i'm looking at them like what what like yeah. not for you 
stop. What are you talking about? I definitely uh, did not apply for that job. I said, you know what? I'll take my application back. You're not uh-huh. going to tell me how to dress. You're not going to tell me how to talk or how to walk. I have an education for one. Working on a, another, working on my master's for two. I'm a strong, independent black woman. Okay? I work hard and long for a lot of things in my life. And uh-huh. that's something that we have inside of us that that fire in our soul. And it intimidates other people. It makes people mm-hmm. like, damn, I don't know how to approach her. That's right. Approach me nicely. Thank you. Very much. Period. Well, respect. Yes. Yeah. I, I'd rather you be respectful than nice. Because you can yeah. keep that nice shit. Be Just respect me and, yeah. and keep it cool. Because mm. a lot of people don't understand. It's like that saying, in order to get respect, you have to give it. Period. Like, I'm not going to give no more respect. You're not giving it back to me. Okay. My mama said, if you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. At all. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you just pass me the envelope, keep it moving. Don't uh-uh. sit on my desk, don't do nothing. And I feel like as Black women, especially, let's dive into Black women in the workplace first. As Black women in the workplace, it's already so many microscopes we are under. Okay, is she going to do this? How is she going to move? Is she going to say this? Is she going to get mad about this? And you feel it as soon as you walk into the building. And the sad part is we don't get, we're not afforded the opportunity to fuck up because the moment we fuck up, that is who we are until we leave the company. Even if everybody in the staff left, but you still there, somehow, some way that name will follow you around. Don't mess with her. She got a nasty attitude. She'll go off on you. And even in the workplace, sometimes I have to tell um, my coworkers, um, there was this thing like, oh, you know, she don't take no shit. Don't play with her. She is don't do that with her today. Don't do that. When have I ever been nasty to you? When have I ever been short with you? When has my tone ever changed? Now, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, oh yeah, of course. I'm gonna be on your ass just like I'm gonna be on anybody else's ass. But because I'm a black woman, it's because I have a nasty attitude, right? Mm-hmm. We're not gonna do that, and I'm not gonna allow you to write that name for me. And I think as black women, it's like, okay, damn, do I say something? Just like with you with the box breaks, do I say something? Do I just roll with the punches? Because I need this job yeah. done. The bills mm-hmm. gonna hit in 30 days, regardless of right. if they if, yeah. if they try me or not. And so it's just like, we're in these spaces where we constantly have to put on these masks and play these roles. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, when will we, how do we go about still being authentic and still being professional in the workplace, if that makes sense. Because I, I think sometimes it's assumed being Black is unprofessional. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be real with y'all. I work in corporate America and I still speak in Ebonics. And when every time I speak to somebody of the same race, I tell them, and they're they're very surprised that I do because I think from the outside looking in, you know, I got my blaze on, I got my little shoes on. It's just like, mm-hmm. they're not expecting me to speak to them that way. But when everybody gone, I'm like, okay, girl, so did you watch da 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 What you think about that? And they're just like... <gasps> do you not see me i'm a sister yeah period but you know you know all skin folk ain't kin folk so i get oh, it why shit. they be like you know like you don't know sometimes like you could see a sister in the workplace and you like ooh, alliance but they don't always be for it so you really gotta you know tread lightly yeah, but i definitely yeah. agree you said it that um we can't afford to mess up in the workplace but I feel like as black women we can't afford to mess up anything talk about it eyes are always on us to be perfect to have everything together and I think that's why 
black women kind of don't have a space to be able to say, hey, I'm not okay. Am I crazy? You know, like, what do I have going on? Because it's like, I have a family to take care of. I have a job that I have to go to. I may have a a husband that I got to keep satisfied. And I got to, you know, not even my kids, but like my parents, I have to make sure they're okay. And, you know, siblings and all of that stuff. So I feel like we we are not afforded to mess up anywhere. I feel like we always have to dot our I's and cross our T's. And I don't think that's fair. I feel like I should have be able to have a moment of weakness, but not let it make me weak. I feel, and I feel like when you have a moment of weak, weakness, it makes you stronger in in the long run to have that moment to be like, okay, I need to cry because I'm going through a lot, but you know it's gonna be okay. I can still you know move on and do this and do that. But like, let me like, let my hair down a little bit. Like, let me be vulnerable a little bit. I don't, I just feel like we're not afforded that. And it's very unfortunate, but it's not like it's anything new, unfortunately. Yeah. But I just don't feel like we have that room or that space to kind of just not be all right all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. So what are some, I know I keep, girl, Misha, I'm going to keep asking you questions, but you have to just send me your session fee, okay? Okay. So what are are some, what 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 are some key words or key terms that we can use in the workplace to still set boundaries, but not kind of get that stereotype, so to say, and that's so that we have have to have this conversation, but how can we set boundaries in the workplace? First of all, uh, you got to communicate to people, listen, you're not going to talk to me no type of way. You can respect me just like how you respect little Billy over there, okay? And we have to set certain boundaries on certain people that we talk to in our workforce because, like, like I think one, I forgot who said it, not everybody is your, your kinfolk, right? Mm-hmm. Not, everybody. <laughs> not everybody. There's a lady who I work with, I thought we was going to be best of friends just because <laughs> of the color of her skin. I was like, yes, finally. That girl walked past me, I said, are we because you know she didn't even give the sister the sister look like girl hey girl good morning you walk past a person who is black y'all y'all meet their eyes and you're like hey how you doing hey good day right you connect so it was like oh wow that made me feel some type of way but that also made me realize not everybody's the same not everybody comes to work to meet people come to work to basically be friends in the workforce no they come to work to do their job and clock on out and do their thing and sometimes you know we had to take a step back within ourselves and say okay this is work i need to be professional do my job and leave okay mm-hmm. and sometimes a lot of people see work as a second home because you literally that that's really where you're there eight hours a day or 12 hours a day wherever mm-hmm. how long you're at work you're there for a long time so you have to be in a work environment that you like don't mm-hmm. put your in a situation that you don't like if you know that you bitching and crying about that job every day when you come home and you drinking a glass of wine it's time for a new job boo it's time for you to go it's you you checked out of that job just like how you had that relationship is mm-hmm. you don't want to be somewhere that you're not happy whether that's a job or relationship mm-hmm. and this job is something that's paying your bills yes granted but honey there's another job that can pay your bills too over there so you do that job too, and you can leave that job. Talk about it. Huh? 
I said, talk about it, hon. Right. Because <laughs> a lot of people had that fear of, oh, my God, what if I can't find a job? And this job is my only job I have. Okay, you can be applying to jobs while you're still working. Work on yourself. Put job goals, okay? Mm-hmm. If you know that you're not going to be moving up in a job, that's my one job I had uh, before the job I have now. There was no moving up. And mm-hmm. I tried, I tried, and there was no way of me moving. And I was like, you know what? This is, this is not me. It's and I, I looked around, and I looked up who was all the higher management. They're all the same color, white. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, they're not even going to try to look at my application at all. I'm young for one. I'm black. I'm a woman. And yeah, it's done. Openly, openly, all the eyes is against me at this point. Because oh, everybody knew I was gay. I, I don't hide that. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I got to find me a new job, that a job that I know I can move up at. And it's like that fear of leaving a job for another job. It's scary, but don't just do it. Don't just quit the job. Have a job lined up. Like, yeah. come on, put that two weeks in, get that going. Because mm-hmm. that's, it, it's scary being in a work field that you know that you're not going to move up because of the color of your skin, because mm-hmm. of what your sex is, mm-hmm. your uh, sexual orientation is. It, it's hard. And we have to understand, like, not every, every job is like that. And one thing I know I love working at was a nonprofit. That's like a family job for me. And that's something I realized during college when I had to do internships. And mm-hmm. they, they taught me, like, you know, a nonprofit. And it was an all-black nonprofit for that point, okay? Amen. Uh, it, it was beautiful in Miami. Beautiful. I love that job. And I wish I was still there, but it's just, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard in the workforce, and we just have to keep telling ourselves if we're not liked here, if we're not accepted here, we can find somewhere else to be accepted at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, to tap in to what, so we talked about work. What about with family? I think we talked about even the romantic side. We've already talked about how we need to communicate with our partner. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the scariest part was when I started going therapy. How do I express to my family? that I'm healing like and for me the conversation shit I, I only told my mama because I'm on her insurance so I ain't told nobody else so girl go ahead give me some tips on what I'm supposed to say well for one when you come to someone about it you have to have an open mind mm-hmm. this they, they would have to have an open mind but you have to understand not everybody gonna accept mental health like how you are mm-hmm. so you have to come at it to them like okay they might not accept this, but that's not going to stop me or discourage me in what I'm trying to do for myself. It's mm-hmm. kind of having a prep talk within yourself before you have a conversation with your family members. And you sit down, you tell them, listen, I've been trying to get a little help with myself. I'm seeing a therapist and I advise everybody else to see it. They're, if the person does not like therapy or does not see a point of therapy, they're going to come at it in such a negative tone. They're going to come at it with such negative comments. And at the end of the day, that's their opinion. Mm-hmm. okay just like how you have your opinion about things they have their opinion and all you can say you know what thank you thank you so much Tommy for your opinion but I'm still going to do this because this is something I want to do you know and that's something that a lot of people have a hard time accepting because we want to have that approval from somebody we want to have that you go girl it's okay but sometimes we have to be our own cheerleader you know amen what they can't accept we have to accept within ourselves Mm-hmm. Right? when it comes to therapy and mental health a lot of the black community don't see that and a lot of them they don't appreciate
appreciate it because they think mm-hmm. go to church. That's your that's your therapy right there. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I I thank you for that, Aunt Sally. I'm gonna go uh, to church next Sunday. Don't worry, but I'm mm-hmm. still gonna go to therapy too. It's okay. Period. So it's more so you accepting the negative comments more of you accepting their opinions and once you accept that it's okay you could try to educate them a little bit if you want to yeah they're going to be open to hear it because sometimes you educating someone about mental health they're going to look at you like oh you're just crazy mm-hmm. that's not what it is at all or, oh you just don't know how to deal with your situation or you know what i'm saying it's always like something that's a reflection of you but yeah. um, previously I had a conversation with my sister and my mom and we kind of did like a timeline of like the past like matriarch so to say in our family mm-hmm. and a lot of the things that they dealt with them in their lifetime was carried on to the next matriarch you know what I'm saying so like my grandmother was in an abusive relationship and she was she died young so my aunt had to take on the role of raising her younger siblings and she never got married and or she never had like a serious relationship so to say and then pass on to the next major so it's like these things a lot of the traumas that we deal with aren't even our shit Mm. it's the shit from the people before from before us so I think it's very important and it's something that I said I wanted to do not on some Ayana fix my life type of shit but I do want to open up the door to just love in my family because like yeah I say I love you and yeah I call you for Christmas and yeah I see you on the holidays Mm -hmm. but to truly love somebody is to liberate them and I Mm -hmm. think um especially I can only speak from my household but a lot of the liberation that we need is just a liberation to be not okay and to be crazy like the topic this week is dear diary can I be crazy and I just want to give the people around me the opportunity to be crazy and I want to take away the stigma um and the negative connotation uh that mental health um kind of lingers like we kind of whisper like oh you know like she's going through a bad time or oh she got the blues I want to take that away from the conversation I want to move that to the side and just be like okay I love you here's the space what do you need how can I help Mm -hmm. period because if these niggas don't get their shit together they can't be around my kids and my husband period Listen, just as much as you can remove a friend, you can remove a family member, okay? You better ask hey, about little Jaja, baby. Removing a family member. <laughs> you better ask about little Jaja, hun. She will cut a bitch off for a man. Not Not for a man, girl. Just for my damn sanity. Right. I'm kidding, but I'm just saying, you know, my, my, you know, I already put it into the atmosphere. I did my little Oprah Winfrey note thing. My man, he's just going to have to be that nigga, like in that sense, like of mental health, because mm-hmm. it's become such an important part of my life. It just wouldn't be fair to him. He'd be like, this bitch, that's all she do is just talk about self-improvement and self-love. <laughs> and it would be, it would be so nauseating to him if he wasn't a part of the train, hon. Listen, getting somebody who doesn't know about mental health and somebody who does know about mental health is a big difference in mm-hmm. like, you'd be like what the hell was I doing with this person like I'm glad I was somebody who understands about mental health or better yeah. that person that teaches them about mental health and they're open to learn it mm-hmm. yeah that's better that's even a beautiful, more, a more beautiful and organic relationship right there because you're both teaching mm-hmm. each other something well, one of y'all need to be getting help, hun. Y'all both kids can't be reading textbooks now. Let's not put that into the atmosphere. You know, black people, they we think we can do everything on our own. Uh-uh. I ain't gonna give y'all that source of information. Go get y'all asses some help now. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't do that. That y'all sitting here having uh-huh. sessions with each other. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Just mixing up the pot, hun. 
Yeah, well, Mishi Mish, thank you, thank you so much for doing um yeah. this episode with us. Like we always say on a Black Girl's Diary, we created this platform for Black women to organic, organically and authentically be ourselves in whatever shape, form, or fashion that is. Um, mm-hmm. For Black women, and especially like I like I've been saying throughout this whole episode, these past six months have been so awakening for me. I want that. I want that for everybody. Like I, I know I'm becoming the friend. Girl, go get a therapist. Yeah. Bitch, you, bitch, you had a bad day. Go get a therapist. Here go her number. You know what I'm saying? Because I just I forget what the world was like before not going to therapy or not having somebody to talk to. So for me, it's just like it's become. I, I honestly don't. I don't even want to. I don't know. Is that a would that be a crutch if I stay in therapy for the rest of my life? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, it's not a crutch. Like I, yeah. So I honestly, maybe I'll change therapists or something. I don't. Ooh, Crystal, don't leave me. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, I'll change therapists or something, or I'll start doing family. Why? Huh? I don't know. I just don't want her to get any ideas. No, 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 no. You don't change it. If you if you like your therapist, keep it going with that therapist. You know, people feel like, oh, I'm only supposed to be in therapy for five months like they put a time limit on you don't need a time limit. you you need a therapist i me personally Whatever. okay <laughs> you go through so many things life is a fucking roller coaster okay there's Talk gonna be you're gonna be on your low you need you need that therapist now you don't mm-hmm. have to see that therapist every month or every other month but it's when you want to see that person you can call mm-hmm. her up hey uh, schedule me in for next week please there's a mm-hmm. lot going on i need to catch you up with you know Period. it's okay Mm-hmm. and it, it is and it's honestly what works for you um mm-hmm. before we get off this segment um a lot of things when I talk to like I said I recommend it to family members or friends they always say I would but there's not a lot of black counselors or whatever the case may be I know we're gonna have Mishi Mish with the license but until that time how do you recommend for black women and black men how do you recommend for them to find somebody that they can identify with you know what there is a whole app that helps you find black therapists. What? Yes, I didn't know this until recently either. Mm-hmm. My friend put me on. She said, "Girl, yeah, there's uh, there's one out here. There's a whole app." I'm like, "Wait, an app?" She said, "Yeah, all you gotta do is type in your city where you at, and they find that for you." They, What's it called? I forgot the name of it. When I get it, I think it's like my black therapist or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's a com. It's a, you know, no brain mm-hmm. type of name, but I really can't remember. Mm-hmm. She told me that I was like, "What? Are you serious?" And That's right. You can just honestly go on the internet and look up within your um insurance too. You could. Wow! So it already tells you everything. Yes, that's what I had to do. Because listen, I'm my counselor is a female. I'm only going to talk to a female. I don't feel comfortable with talking to a man about what. Absolutely. I'm doing. And that's just my personal preference. So my first thing I did was select females. Okay. I select a minority. I didn't care if she was black or Spanish, mm-hmm. but I know I didn't want a white one. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just my personal views on it. And mm-hmm. you can do that in your insurance. It tells you, and it tells you what school they went to. They tell you, like my therapist went to an HBCU. I was like, Latina woman went to HBCU. I love it. I'm here for it. So I was there. So is it, there's resources out there to find them. Don't let that be an excuse, people. Don't. 
Mm-hmm. No, because that was my excuse. So I was like, the person got to be a female. They got to be not white because I would prefer them to be black because I feel like they will understand me better. But as long as they just not white and it's nothing against white therapists, I just need somebody who can relate to me and the things that I've been through. But I'm not saying don't go if you go to a white therapist, that is a-okay, honey. As long as you're going to see somebody and you're getting some help, that's all that matters really at the end of the day. But yeah, for me personally, anybody who's looking at me from top to bottom, inside out, they gotta be a female and they gotta be a minority because I just feel more comfortable and I feel like my voice is going to be heard. Cause that goes with like a medical doctor, like my OBGYN, she's not black, but she ain't white either. I don't know what she is actually, but like I feel like the whole white woman from the caucus. You talking about she ain't white? No, she. I I want to say she's Indian, but I don't want to say that because she looks Indian. But I don't want to go off on that. We're not gonna say that, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so it's like I just I just feel like once we like you said, like don't use that as an excuse. But like I understand when people say that they don't want the person to be white they want to relate to the person but now you know like you said there's an app you know like we got resources honey like go out get get some help y'all because we we can't raise another generation of fucked up people okay we can't do that (laughs) and if if we do we we gotta at least let them be crazy okay yeah Yeah. give give them the you know give them the help the energy the space that they need well, all right, y'all, as always, right, comment down below how you feel about this main topic. I feel like this one was really good, and it was really, it was nice to just talk about mental health. I think it's not something that we talk about a lot, and I feel like it's very important. Again, thank you, thank you a million times, Mish, and we're going to yes. lighten up this episode of A Black Girl's Diary, and we're going to dive into the this, that, and everything in between um, so the this, that, and everything in between this week is femininity and masculinity. Personally, for me, this is something that I have. Girl, is this episode about me? Okay. <laughs> this is Dear Diary is about Gaia, girl. Dear Diary is the Gaia episode. What's new? Um, <laughs> so for me, I personally have been juggling with my, allowing myself to be more feminine um, because I constantly, I have to play masculine roles like at work you know I have to show that I'm able to give um be 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 like able to what is it called give instructions and stand firm and who I am and still like present myself as a woman like it's very hard for me so that is what I've been dealing with and so um Misha and Chrissy too how Mm -hmm. can femininity and masculinity helpfully help Coexist in healthy space, I think. That's what I'm trying to say. Nisha, I'm going to let you go first, girl. <laughs> I guess you will have to figure out which ones are different aspects. Like, which ones are Like, you said, you feel like you at work, you're more masculine because you have to put this role on and be like a leader in a mm-hmm. way, right? Right. And with you being more masculine at work, it, it's hard for you to be more venomous. And that that is hard because that's kind of like, oh, I have to open this, the soft spot of me. And a lot of people associate it with being soft. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you're not being soft. You just- and I hate that. 
Yeah. Like because I'm a naturally feminine person. So mm-hmm. now that I'm in this role, it's been so hard for me to just even like, even like getting my nails done. It was so hard for me to choose the color pink because I'm like, are they not going to take me seriously? But it's just like, bitch. I get that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Mish. That's something society paints too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get so many things from society. Like we like, oh, okay, I got to act like this. I can't wear too much of this and I can't show too much skin of this because then I'll be categorized as this. And it's like, we have to have that feeling of, you know what? I want to be who I want to be. I want to wear what I want to wear. I want to act how I want to. If I want my nails pink, my nails are going to be pink, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's just something that it takes a minute for us to realize and actually have that understanding within ourselves. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, you kind of just got to real because, like, me personally, I'm just overall feminine. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm know if I have that masculine side of me I've never really looked into it or tapped into it but I'm really all around I'm very feminine like you just kind of you you get that vibe from me I'm very girly y'all see my nails but you know like but I think sometimes we confuse femininity with girliness and that's not the same that's true I, I would I would agree with that um however like you were saying like how but they coexist I feel like you just like like Nisha said like you just have to be like hey like this is me you know this is who I am this is how I'm going to present myself and not like take it but like mm-hmm. this is you know this is who I am so that's how I feel about the situation yeah I think for me um and so in the space that I'm in it's really important that you I'm a control person so mm-hmm. you have to show me that I'm allowed to be feminine and that I'm not allowed, but you have to put, what am I trying to say? Like, you have to show me that you can lead the situation because I just cannot be in a car and ain't nobody steering the wheel. Like, I'm going I'm to lean over and grab the wheel because it's so important for me to be secure. So I think um, just in speaking in relationships, because that's the most, the, thing, the quickest thing I think of, um, mm-hmm. in the relationship sense, a man has to present himself in a masculine way you have to show me that you're able to as simple as making reservations for dinner i don't when it comes to a date i don't want to handle nothing don't ask me what i want i mean at least know me as enough as a woman to know what i like no i'm for real and some people are like really jay you yes i want don't ask me what i want to do don't ask me to make the reservations i literally relinquish all that to you because like I said, from a day to day, I'm making all the decisions. So in my relationship, I just want to be like, oh, peace, wine, good food. Yay. <laughs> but if I see as a, it's such a turnoff to me when as a man, it's like, okay, so what restaurant? Okay, so what time? Okay, what, uh, what are we going to do after this? What are we going to do? Uh, make a decision. Make a decision. Like for me, that's so unattractive. Indecisiveness. And I know it's not good to say, but insecure insecurities and indecisiveness are two of my biggest turnoffs. Mm-hmm. I just can't do it. Mm-mm. So you have to present yourself in a manner where I can just kind of tone it down and like relax and just be be me and be mm-hmm. and, and allow me to be the woman that you crave. Because if you're attracted to me as a woman, you're kind of craving some of that feminine energy. Allow me to be comfortable enough to present that to you. How how are you? You want me to do this, this, that, this, cook, clean, get everything together, prepare the dates, do this. 
but still you want me to be womanly and pr- give you this aura and sex and all this stuff my coochie don't get wet for nobody who, for, for somebody who ain't a man hun. Mm-hmm. and when I say a man I'm talking about masculinity mm-hmm. y'all heard me I was trying to dip over to the pond but they ain't want me okay they sent your rejection letter in the mail girl I got my rejection letter hun. <laughs> it's fucked up I feel like I would make a good lesbian. I think you would. Oh, Misha, you're the first one. So I thank you so much. I think you would. So I really do appreciate that. But as we've communicated through this episode, I realized that I wouldn't. But I really, I'm going to frame my letter right here. I was accepted <laughs> into the lesbian community. Um, Queen Latifah, young and may still call me hun. But yeah. I do appreciate it though. Yeah. It's the communication for me. I, that's not fair to anybody else. <laughs> but okay, so Misha, because you're 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 in a lesbian relationship, how do you balance the femininity and the masculinity? So that that's funny that you say this because my last relationship, we were both girly girls. Like everybody always mm-hmm. asks, who who were the pants in this relationship? Like who who was this? Who was that? And it's like we, we it's a partnership like wherever mm-hmm. she lacks that I fix wherever you know she lacks that I mean yeah wherever she lacks that I fix you know vice versa right yeah. <laughs> and being with uh different types of females like been with a stud I've been with a girl a film mm-hmm. I've been with, you know so many different types like it oh, it's thing. different and then when I was with like the person who I'm talking to now she she's more dominant and I'm more submissive. Mm-hmm. So it gives me that opportunity and that feeling like, okay, I can relax now. I can I can take a break because I'm so used to being dominant. I'm so used to being the one that has to make the plans and do the things and I'm that person. But like I told her one thing, I was like, you know, I love surprises. I begin surprises from right to left. Every time <laughs> surprised. So it's like, okay, this is something different for me because I don't usually get this in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I appreciate wherever I'm lacking at, she fixes. And wherever she's lacking at, she fixes. So I appreciate that. As it should be. As it should be. Me personally, I, don't, I feel like I've always played that submiss- submissive role. I've never really had to tap into the dominance and like take take control and take charge because I don't like men who don't take charge who don't know how to like okay we're gonna go we're gonna do this we're gonna meet here we're gonna go here like I need that type of like authority mm-hmm. because I don't know well I guess because I'm indecisive so I don't like having that <laughs> girl takes me forever to pick out what I'm gonna eat what I'm gonna wear so I need someone who can be like all right well we're gonna go eat at this restaurant at 6 30 be ready that's all I need to do so I can go pick out my dress and still be indecisive and ask you five minutes later hey which dress do you think I should wear so I don't like having that responsibility to be in control or to be the authority or whatever so I like my man to take over that so I don't I wouldn't work well with someone who like actually I have been in a relationship with one person where I kind of had to like do everything and I did not like that because I was like it almost felt like he was my kid because like I always just had to tell him what to do and 
make plans for us to go here. And I was just like, if I was going to set up schedules for a child, like I would have one, but I don't. So I won't. Okay. Okay. So I'm not with that at all. I feel you on that one. Like I'm so like, I like to be in control at work. I think Mm -hmm. at my school life, but when Mm -hmm. it comes to my relationship, sometimes I don't want to be in control. Sometimes I want to be comfortable letting my partner be in control. And yeah, can do simple tasks that I ask her. Mm-hmm. It's gonna make me feel like okay, I gotta step up and do it. And now, if I have to step up and do it, I'm gonna have an attitude with it. Absolutely, it's like, all right, you know what I do every day at work. I deal with people who are mentally not here. Mm-hmm. So I, I sometimes I have to be controlled enough at work that when I come home. I just want to take my glasses off. And I just want to sit back and I want to relax. So Absolutely. Okay, sorry. I'm bad. You good, huh? You good, girl. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Because work can drain you, honey. Work can just drain the hell out of you. You just want to come home and just be able to just sit back and have them, you know, steer the ship for a change. You know, I've been steering the ship all day. <laughs> I need the co-pilot to take control at this point and that's one thing about relationships you have to be in a relationship with somebody who is going to be 100% when you want to be 50 you know there's times where the partner is not going to be always 100 because they have things that they're going through Mm -hmm. absolutely and you have to help what that partner is going through and Mm -hmm. be the bigger person I'm a person in a relationship I'm going to cook for you I'm going to make sure you got some food in your stomach I'm going to make sure you have a nice little shower. I'm going to make sure we have a nice little conversation. I'm going to make sure you are pleased. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm not in a relationship. And I need my partner to do whatever the other things that I'm not doing. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I don't know what y'all was talking about, but just to keep the conversation going. I don't know what happened. Ew. But um, one thing that I feel is very important is to um, get rid of gender roles just in general Ooh. in general whether you're in the same sex whether if it's male you know what I'm saying like let's just dismiss gender roles because like Misha said just like me I don't mind cooking I don't mind doing certain things around the house but if you think just because I'm a woman I'm that, gonna do laundry, to do. yeah I'm gonna do laundry I'm gonna cook I'm gonna clean hell no h2o no way. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not. And that's so, the thing that you have to come to your partner. Listen, I'm not going to do them dishes. If I'm cooking, you got them dishes. You know, mm-hmm. whatever I'm not doing, you have to do or whatever you want to do. I'll do what you don't want to do. It's mm-hmm. that partnership that you have to bring to your partner. And that's something that me and my person that we're talking to now, like, I'm telling her, like, listen, if I'm cooking, don't don't think I'm about to clean these dishes after I get done cooking. Um, I'm tired. Yeah. I don't feet making this meal and this high ass kitchen. Come on, Raven. Hello, sweating, making sure there's food on the table. I need you to at least do the dishes, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. She okay? Yeah, I understand. I we get that, and that's the thing. Communication, communication. You need that in a relationship, okay? You need it. So. Relationships, you just need communication. Hello, let's just—that's the key word of the week: communication, hun. Girl, the key word of the year, girl: <laughs> communication. It's just everything, everything, everything. 
so how do you deal with gender roles in your relationship like is that something that you deal with or is it has that not been an issue I have oh either one (laughs) it hasn't been an issue because we're both females right Mm-hmm. I don't have a dick. She don't got a dick. I mean, I could put one on. You could put one on. But at the end of the day, like, <laughs> so there's no sense of saying I, I'm I'm the nigga. I'm this. I mean, we might sit here and joke around, and she might say, "No, I'm daddy." Yeah, you are, baby. You are. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, I know she's a female, and she knows she's a female. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. understand each other on that. But when it comes to certain things in the relationship, like. Like I was saying earlier, uh, I, I want to be submissive. I, I love to be submissive. I need mm-hmm. my partner to be dominant. Yes, Absolutely. yes. Preach about it, Mish. Listen. <laughs> but you have to give me something to submit to. Bang. There you go. Because if you don't give me something I, I can't submit to, I yeah. got to be dominant. And then I'm going to be that dominant person. And I'm gonna be like, listen. And you're going to submit to me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And luckily, I don't have to worry about that in this uh, relationship that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very dominant, and I love it. I'm oh. like, okay, what you want me to do now? Like, okay. What you need, honey? Okay. There's no dinner rolls, but there's things that I know that she would do for me, like open my car door. Open my car door. I had never had nobody really open my car door. I'm like, oh. Wait, can we pause? Why did I not know? Because Chrissy was just telling me this um, like a couple weeks ago. She was telling me, like, yeah, niggas don't open doors no more. Niggas don't open car doors no more. To me, see, and I think that's some of that dominant energy that I sometimes tend to have or that feminine energy or whatever it is. Because I've always had, that's something, them niggas might not have been shit. They might have been cheaters. They might have four, they might have opened the doors for other bitches. But I've, so is that a, so is that something that you asked for? in your other relationships when you weren't receiving it or is it because you weren't getting it you didn't expect it that one i really get it i wasn't expecting it so then when i got to, with her it was like oh you and i thought it was like oh it's gonna be like a little phase like she's gonna mm-hmm. be here and there but it's it's consistent and i love oh my it oh my gosh like things like like yes. i'm like oh here like oh shit people really do this like oh my gosh like my last relationship we argue about oh who gonna open my door you gonna open my door are you gonna open my door no like wow what you gonna pump my gas what like it it was so like and that goes to say you have to know your partner when you get with them if that Mm -hmm. person expects you to be a certain way expects you to act a certain way you have to understand that and you have to figure out am i going to act like this or am i not mm-hmm. and you know i was not about to open uh her car door yeah <laughs> i did not know that wasn't a thing because even my like even my guy friends they pump my gas mm-hmm. um they do they open my door if i'm going to um like get my car service they tag along they just say hey make the appointment and i'll go there with you or i'll take you you know what i'm saying um it's just little things like that that i didn't know weren't common so is that something for the girls out there who aren't receiving that i okay so for personally as a woman 
just me mm-hmm. speaking as a woman, I feel like it's important for someone to be chivalrous and to cater to your needs and to your wants and your desires, right? But there's some people out here, because I know Chrissy in the past used to say, I don't need that from my man. Long as my man is here, he don't got to do all that extra shit. So for the women who haven't had that, but are kind of slowly growing to want that, um, is that okay to ask for? Or if because your partner isn't doing it, then that's just something that y'all don't do. I feel like if that's what you want, then you ask for it if they're not doing that. Me personally, I was so used to not to men not doing that that it wasn't like, bitch, I'm gonna die if they don't open my car door. Like, bitch, I got to. I will literally stand outside the car. The first time a man did that for me, he was dating my cousin. And my cousin was like, why you keep opening my car door? I was like, girl, let that man do that. (laughs) I was like 16 at the time. And girl, he came around, he opened her car door, he opened my car door. And I was like, oh, this is nice. But, like, I had never really dated anybody who, like, opened my car door or pulled my chair out when we were going out to dinner. Like, when uh, so-and-so pulled my chair out, girl, it was fell out. Yeah, I was like, why are you acting like that? (laughs) Girl, because no, ain't ain't no man. My daddy ain't nothing pulled out no chair. Girl, I guess when I was a little kid, maybe. But, girl, not since I've been older. So, like. So now that you, so now that you've had it, you think it's something that you would like to consistently happen, like in your next relationship? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, so bitch, I was right. Every woman wants their door open. But it's not like I would ask for it. Like, I'm not gonna like directly ask for it. But yeah, it does feel nice. It makes you feel all feminine and just womenly and just like, he cares. That's what it makes me feel like. I used to so. tell bitches, hon, if that man don't open your door onto the next, bitches don't listen to me, girl. See, but. I'm not leaving a man because he didn't open my door, but <laughs> it feels I think nice it's to important. have to do that. I agree with you, but for me, it's all about setting the tone because my number one rule is I'm not going to tell anybody how to treat me. Um, I don't even tell, when I first get into relationships, I don't really do that, oh, tell me about your past relationship shit. No, because I want to go into it to see how you how you feel I need to be treated because I know I present myself as a woman enough to be like, okay, I know she ain't going to take this, this and this. So I know you're not going to try me on that level. But past that, what do you feel like I'm worthy of? And if the tone that you set, if that doesn't fit me, fades away, bitch. I'd rather get all that bullshit out the way right then and there because if that's your like how we were talking about earlier your love language if that's your love language okay let it be that that's not how i want to be loved hon i want somebody i really love princess treatment i do because i grew up around it i was the baby girl you know and it's it's i just love it i love to be catered to i love presents i love but like i said again you have to be in a space to be able to do those things Mm -hmm. period Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Shower me with gifts and money. Ah! <laughs> I guess in a way, affection. Is, I think that's my form of affection. I think that is your form of affection. Just like catering to, not catering to my needs, but yeah, catering to my needs. Like I love someone who just takes initiative period and that allows me to be comfortable enough to do the womanly things but if Mm -hmm. i'm doing everything under the sun there's no way 
I'm going to even be turned on enough to even do anything at the end of the day. It's just not, it's not possible. If I'm carrying the load mentally, if I'm doing all the communicating, if I'm making sure X, Y, and Z is done, where, what space does that leave me to be a woman? I don't want to talk to your ass, nigga. <laughs> kidding, oh. kidding, kidding. Are you? <sighs> okay, bitch, am I? <laughs> Uh, girl i'm so okay uh, uh, uh. so chrissy how do you feel about the? i know i miss probably miss something but how do you feel about the this that and everything in between femininity and masculinity um how i feel about it uh i oh, just feel like yeah so i'm sorry i worded that wrong because i know you already answered it so would you be okay if the world with the roles were reversed in your relationship I think is what I'm trying to say. Like, if you were dating a man and he tend to like be more chill and let you take the lead, well, you kind of already did. Well, I don't I know. Yeah. Well, I kind of did answer this, but uh, I don't like that. I don't because, like, I was uh, telling Misha, like, I feel I'm already very indecisive. I don't like to have that control Girl. aspect. Tell of me, that all story. my friends are fucking indecisive. <laughs> So, like, I don't want to be the one that has to, like, make the plans and do this. Like, I don't want that role. I I ain't gonna say sit back and look cute, but a part of that. So, like, just sit back and look cute and, like, let me just, like, do my thing. So, I have to have a man who is, can take charge and can take control. You know, not, not be a possessive or control, like, controlling, but just take control. Like, I... I thrive off of that and I'm a better partner when I have that because that's like one less thing I ain't got to worry about. Like I can worry about everything else but I just need you to kind of step in and do that and then everything else I can take care of everything else. I can do all of that but mm-mm. I can't. We ain't gonna never get no if it's up to me baby. And not. Girl. Oh my god. <laughs> just think about that just pissed me off. I don't I think and like again that's another reason why it's so important for me to have a leader in my relationship because in all my other relationships these bitches don't get, can't do shit period I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding bitch I'm serious though but uh, <laughs> I think it's, but I'm mm-hmm. I think it's nothing and like I said let's get rid of gender roles I think it's nothing wrong if we were to have another woman on here and she would say I know what y'all are talking about but I want to be controlled. I just don't trust my man in control. So I'd rather take care of everything and just have him sit back and do whatever it is y'all agree on doing. That is okay. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That that works for that person. Like that's how she feels that she wants to run her relationship. It's nothing wrong with that. Whatever floats your boat is cool. It just don't float mine over here. Mine gonna sink. <laughs> I think for some people is um because I had a friend her partner was just so slow it's not that they couldn't make a decision or they couldn't do it just took them so long to do it and well, it I just was like mentally slow no oh my god no I'm like bitch no fuck they were like a tortoise bitch slow like yeah, slow, slow. Oh, yeah. and really gotta be my my mind's like that you gotta be like that like we gotta be on that because if you move it slow if you sit here telling me that you you're gonna uh well i mean uh see a therapist okay i expect you to go see this therapist period find this therapist but you sit here oh i gotta do this i gotta do it's excuse after excuse after excuse and you still take your time i feel like you you wasting it and you wasting my time Mm -hmm. absolutely 
be about it. If you say you're gonna do it, do it. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. don't beat around the bush. Do it. Yeah. Actions be taken. Um, I think because I'm such a fat, like you said, I'm such a fast paced person. I've never, I don't even, some people shit, they might be slow, but I'm just so fast. I don't even see them being slow. <laughs> like, girl, you so far ahead. You don't even know they're behind you, girl. Listen, I have that so freaking bad. And I'm really trying to pace myself more because it's like, girl, where are you rushing to? Where, where are you going? Um, but I don't know in a partnership. I probably wouldn't like that. I'm gonna be honest. I I haven't dealt with anybody like that because my personality is just so strong. It wouldn't and it it would be unfair. It would be very controlling to them. They'll be like, "Damn, this bitch don't let me breathe." Goddamn. Yeah, like she always on my back about shit. But this is like, do it, and I wouldn't. Have I'm to like pushing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And I don't, my thing is, I don't like, and I know Misha gonna say, okay, girl, you really not ready for a relationship, but I don't like talking about things twice. I hate repeating myself. No, I I hate repeating myself too. Okay. But we have to repeat ourselves sometimes. (sighs) Misha. We have. I do get a little attitude. Yeah, you do get a little attitude. I really don't like saying it the first time, but because I'm aware people are not mind (laughs) Hold on, hold on. But because I'm not where I'm aware that people are not mind readers, I'll say it once and I'll be thorough. I'm very thorough. I do not. When you said this, this hurt my feelings. Next time moving forward, let's go about it this way. Done. Like I've covered all bases, right? Now, if I have to have, it's going to be like this. Okay. Now I done told your ass. <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like now you're not listening to me or listen. you listening to me and you just don't give a fuck. Like that's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, like, are you dumb? <laughs> it's like you didn't hear me the first time or you heard me and you just don't care enough. So now I'm mad. You see, I'm I, I'm like, now you playing with me. Right. <laughs> I give people three tries. Ooh, bitch. I like that's a warning. That's me, that's me telling you. Yeah, okay, you doing it again. Okay, this is, hey, a reminder. Remember about that warning I told you? Mm-hmm. all right you ain't fucking listening it's done you turned it up now yeah yeah i'm 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 up to here now and i'm done i'm cutting you off at that point see i'm like that at the reminder <laughs> <laughs> hey nigga i'm reminding you <laughs> but i'm like already mad yeah and i had i had to do that when i uh when I was uh who flirting around with people and shit, and you know, I told him like, hey, this is certain boundaries about me. I just certain things I don't tolerate. Like, don't show up at my house unannounced. Don't call my phone unannounced. Mm-hmm. And don't uh don't call me out my name. Mm-hmm. She did all three of them things. Oh, damn. All three. And I okay, let me tell you again. <laughs> don't call me out my name. Don't show up at my house unannounced. And Oh, and another thing, I forgot about this, what she did. She, because I wake up in the morning at 5, 5.30 in the morning to go. So once my phone is off and unplugged, like, don't don't call me. Mm-hmm. She did that. She woke me up multiple times from uh, from her being drunk and having fun. And I was like, oh, uh-uh. I think it is an emergency or something. Because you know not to call me, so you would only call me during an emergency, logically. Yeah. All my friends know this. All my friends know at some time, I'm, Tamisha's not on the phone. If Tamisha's on the phone, she caked up, now caked up on the phone with Bay. That's mm-hmm. But that's certain times I don't I don't answer text messages. I don't text people back. I'm, I'm sleeping. I love that. And she crossed some boundaries. I had a snip, snip, snip her ass. I was like, I'm not playing with you. I'm sorry. 
Like I, I, that's my self-worth right there. And that's mm-hmm. something I realized in my healing process. I allow so many things to be pushed on my boundaries that now moving forward, three tries, you out. I might use that niche. So it's the warning, the reminder, and then it's the gone. Because for me, it's the warning, then I'm gone. Like, Wait. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> like, hey, warning. I'm about to leave if you don't do this. All right, I'm gone. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I got that so bad. I got that so bad. I just have a very low tolerance for just, I think, like you said, my boundaries have been pushed so much in the past. I really respect my space. And it could be a fear-based thing. Like now I've created like self-love and I've created a healthy environment for myself. I could be like a little bit afraid that now that when I let somebody in, will all this go out the window? Like, do I not trust myself enough to kind of keep these things into place? That's probably what it is. Yeah, okay, bitch, I'm gonna note that to Krista. But <laughs> I just sent her a little text of things I want to talk about. Uh... <laughs> I love it. I love the relationship you have. Yeah. I'm a very... I like that. I'm a very complex person. So when I identify with people and they're able to, at least, I don't even expect you to agree with how I am or want to live in the same fashion. But when you respect it enough and you love me enough to continue to move forward with me, it really makes me feel like I could just be myself. So the fact that Chris, girl, I love Krista. Oh my God, I wonder what her birthday is. I haven't Googled her yet. I just want to tell her. <laughs> I haven't Googled her yet. I have this thing where I Google people and really get deep, deep down on who they are, but I haven't done that because I'm trying to keep boundaries. Yeah, I was about to say, please keep boundaries. At least, but she's your therapist. It's not like she's like a new friend or nothing. I know. I want to send her because, like I said, some of my love languages are uh, gift giving and like acts of service. So there's been times where I've been like, oh, I love Krista. I want to send her an edible arrangement, but I don't know where the fuck she lives. Don't do that. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, don't. Do I almost sent one to her job, but I didn't. Yeah, no, she's gonna have to stop uh being. I know, I know. Yeah, that's a code of ethics type of thing. We can't. Okay. <laughs> from our uh, patients, we cannot. Not even a Christmas card. No. No. It's it, it, no. <laughs> I could try to paint it, but nah. Like we were like, oh, thank you for your gift, but you know, this is a professional relationship that we're having. Okay, I can't accept this under five dollars like i can't or up five dollars or over like it's just i can go to the dollar tree oh that's pretty much it stay fresh (laughs) i said she got to stay back or something (laughs) (laughs) stay fresh (laughs) fresh chrissy whiskey but yeah y'all so that's the i uh oh what topic are we on? we've been having such a good conversation you know when it just rolls on mm-hmm. but all right every black uh homeboys and homegirls that is a this that and everything in between again mish thank you thank you thank you so much your insight this episode has just been so refreshing Very and it's, it's so good to be around somebody who's so and such an intellectual but you're also aware of the environment that your peers are in right so you know the social things that everybody's going through but you're also like okay I hear you but sis that still ain't cool mm. period. period and so thank you hon so let's get into oh bitch this is my jam this is my jam is a segment where we talk about what we've been listening to, some of our favorite artists, and some things that are just going on in pop culture. So, Mish, one thing that I remembered about you, you're a Kevin Gates fan. Oh, my God! 
So Mish, you know, I love you down, girl, but I have, I just couldn't do Kevin Gates justice in rapping. So usually what we do when we have a guest, we dedicate a song, usually based off their favorite artist. Mish, mm-hmm. I ain't even going to do you like that. I know you love that man too much to hear me murder his song. So I'm what I thought, girl than a rapper, so. so I thought it would be fun if we talk about some of our favorite, favorite Kevin Gates songs. So starting off, I thought it'd only be suit. Uh, it only suit the situation and the title of this segment. And I chose the song "Jam" with Trey Songs. My jam. Um, I think it's just such a sexy song. I love that song. Like it's just, and then his. Can we talk about Kevin Gates' voice though? Listen, that's what attracted me to him. Okay, it's so rough and raw, and it's just like ooh. And then when he's like spitting that knowledge to you, you'd be like. Mm. I, I love me I love me a nation of Islam ass nigga can we talk about it yeah. I do you do mm. <laughs> I do it's something so Not sexy sure I did, I, did. <laughs> I can't control it it's so sexy oh you are funny as the they educate you and tell you about your culture yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that song is super sexy and it just let me know Kevin Gates is a nasty ass nigga and I would Very not nice. mind to have seven minutes of heaven with him period listen who you not seven minutes of heaven okay only seven because i love drink i think drink is a very nice woman so i'm not gonna be disrespectful i ain't even gonna lie like that's like i would i would dibble and dabble with both of them i ain't even gonna lie like for real for real yes okay because energy like she's just very like she's very like peaceful but like she's still that girl and she's beautiful as hell yeah i would definitely dibble and dabble with both of them not you now i got my certification in lesbian community now you want yours bitches be eating yeah. Girl, whatever but no i've always said that because i just think she's so beautiful i'm like yeah she has great energy like she you know does. when somebody's just like and of course i don't know her but you can feel people's energy she's so at peace with who she is very much she's not always on the scene she's just there like you see yeah her. Oh, she, there she is. She's very business oriented. Even like the way she maneuvers when he's at events, it's not like the wifey on stage type thing looking cute. It's very much no, we're handling business. Honey. Yeah, she's very much in boss mode, and I love that. I'm can like, we yes, talk about it? Queen, we love a queen who can do both because, like you, like we've all said, she's gorgeous, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I love their dynamic. You know, I think a Absolutely. lot of times we see these rappers and we think of the stereotypical baby mama type and it's just good to see that he was like no i need a down bitch that's gonna hold this shit down when she get crazy period hold shit the fuck down Um, so christy chris what is your favorite kevin gates song yeah i was gonna let misha go oh okay go go don't have a favorite song. I love this man so much. I love all. Oh songs. shit! Oh, that's have you real been, have you been listening to his new music? Have I? Nah. I the thing about me with my artists is I can't listen to their new music until like a couple years later. Then I listen. To like I'm not that type of person. Like oh, they got a new album. I'm about to listen to their new album. Like who who album just dropped? J Cole, I think. Album just dropped. I haven't listened to it. Me either. I listen to two songs because I love that man so much, but I only listen to two. But I will still go back to his old shit and rock it like it came out two days ago. Exactly. It's, like, that okay. means it's I think my, my number one top song from Kevin Gates that I can sing is from 
every time I put in the car, it's supposed to be love. Like that's my number one. Like that's supposed to be in love. Supposed to be in love. Hey. So I I you would say that's my favorite one, but honestly, like I have a whole album that's just Kevin Gates. Like period. As you should. I feel that. Mm, My favorite song. I okay. So I'm not like a huge Kevin Gates fan, but I would say that I don't have a favorite because out of the songs that I've heard from him, like I love all of them equally like he and one of my little playlists and like all his songs are like right there together so I can just jam 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 yeah but (laughs) I love that song like when I'm feeling like good that song's so sexy I'm gonna put that on I'm like oh yes I'm that girl honey ride riding the whip listening to his (laughs) shit baby (laughs) but yeah I just I just love his vibe and his energy on his song there is a song called walls talking I love that song like it's very like I like it was kind of like a real moment like sometimes you just feel them walls talking to you and stay in a place too long so I felt like you know I was like okay like yeah you have those crazy moments where it's like the walls is talking to you I need to get the fuck out the house I said I could feel that yeah that's the thing about his song like every song he has has a story behind it rather Mm. than a nasty ass story it's still a Sam story I know I'm like damn I want to try that shit like he nasty, yes. Very much, very much. Like, Ooh, okay. He kind of gave me the vibes <laughs> that Boosie used to give. Y'all remember when Boosie said, put an X pill in her booty hole? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you couldn't tell me when I was in middle school, I was going to put no X pill. I still haven't. Oh, good. <laughs> Has anybody else? What? Has anybody? No, <laughs> no. I have not. <laughs> Should I'm going to? I'm going to be real. Yeah. Girl, tell me how that goes, honey, because I will not be I'll probably talk about it on the podcast. Hopefully it happens soon. Because I'm going to get to an age where it's like, okay, you did what, bitch? <laughs> like, now I'm at the age where it's like, okay, you still I living. guess, girl. <laughs> at like 34, 35, y'all going to be like, Jaya. Yeah, I'm like, gross. <laughs> like, no, but no, I got, a, I got a cute little window where I can just go dumb real quick. Um... Besides Kevin Gates, what else have y'all been listening to? I feel like we're supposed to be getting some summer bops, but I don't know if they're coming. Where are they? They're not here, girl. Summer's around the corner. Uh, Rihanna. Oh, you are Rihanna. Girl, it ain't happening, boo I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm not one person outside the store. Like, You got your lawn chair and your tent and your cool look. <laughs> waiting patiently. I feel like she's gonna feature soon. That's what I do feel. Yeah. Yeah. I love Anti like so much. Like when I played that whole album, I like I remember where I was when I first heard it. Like I can feel the breeze and see the scenery. So I love that album. But yeah, I don't think she's coming back. For your sake, Niche, I do hope. I hope she does because I love Riri. Like she's just uh, she's that girl, but I don't know. I don't know. You know, I can't talk because as part of I'm part of the Navy too, but I'm I'm a I'm a council member at the Beehive. And uh-huh. for the longest I been I went through a dark phase and I was really depressed that Beyonce wasn't releasing no music. So even though it was the Lion King album, I got my fix. So it's not fair for me to be like girl, it ain't gonna happen. I'm gonna have faith with you, friend. But Rihanna is really in her bag with um Savage X Fenty. 
I'm gonna buy me some stuff soon, baby. Because I'm like, okay, girl, I see you. Yes. Stuff. Okay. I have her uh, her lingerie. Oh my god, it's so cute on me. I heard it's so comfy. <laughs> it's comfortable and it it's like nice, like gloves. Like when I put it on, my shit say you. <laughs> As they should, huh? Stand okay. to attention. And then I have like her face stuff, like her uh, toner, her lotion, and her face wash. I heard it was so good. Yeah, I've always heard mixed reviews. Like some people say it's amazing, some people say like it dried their skin out. So, so what I when I was doing reviews, a lot of the people who um they weren't reading like you know you have to read what's in the bottle she has certain products meant for certain skin types yeah absolutely so if yeah. you suffer for drying or if you have oily skin you probably wouldn't use her ultimate hydrator type stuff you know what i'm saying because you don't have an issue with hydrator you might just use like nisha said like a toner or something mm-hmm. so i think sometimes it's about why are we using reading, the product? yeah reading is so fundamental i used to be that person i'm using um uh stuff for oily skin bitch and you don't have oily skin so it's like i'm walking around here all dry but it's like okay everybody else using it why can i use it right. so i have to read some stuff not everything is for everybody hun. sometimes mm-hmm. you don't need the full set of five sometimes you only need three skincare items but you, don't, let, you don't read child girl as long as we put something on our face girl like everybody else is think we doing something i'm like girl fucking up your skin baby mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay y'all well we're almost done with this episode again we love it here black girls black boys please don't forget to comment down below what have y'all been listening to because like we just said ain't nobody really been putting out nothing so we just kind of sitting here playing old stuff i know i've been rocking my 90s r&b playlist and i've been killing my teen party playlist but i am looking for some cute summer vibes like y'all like i told y'all earlier i'm trying to be a whole hoe out in these streets so megan somebody drop something for your girl to pop lock and drop it too all right girl your team party playlist do smack bitch i'm a playlist queen hun i I can really do it but all right y'all p.s it ain't no seeing green but i'm seeing green the queen is back before we start misha i couldn't remember and i didn't know if this was a good ps with you are you a nikki are you a cardi fan i am a nikki fan thank you jesus girl (laughs) this call was finna end so me okay y'all so misha lost connection um, <laughs> it feels so good to have Nikki back. Like I've just been reposting on her pictures. She doesn't let me comment anymore because you know, no, it's friends only. It's only friends. It's not just me. Oh, I was like, damn, bitch. I was like, what you said to that girl? No, I said Nikki, nothing but love. Nothing. No, but I love. thought you. Went, I thought you went too far with the love. Like, girl, like, let me see the baby one day or something. No, no I didn't do that. I wanted to, but I didn't. I love Onika Mirage, hun. Like, my bitch was so... And the crazy part is, y'all, can we talk about how that was the mixtape from 10 years ago when we were first introduced to Nikki? Mm -hmm. And she released it like an album. And we were here like, yes. Like, it just came out yesterday, for real. And it was just... I was so happy for her because I get it. It's part... Actually, I don't get it because I don't like how hip-hop 
has to put the women against each other, but with the men, it's like, oh, we fuck the same bitch. That's what's up. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, literally, that's what they do, and it's not fair. Um, and for women, I wish we could kind of go against the grain and, like, kind of turn the curb and make our own lane. And I feel yeah. like everybody expects um, all the female rappers, they compare them to Nikki. That's, don't do that's that. That's not fair to Nikki or to them. Like, I feel like as an artist, like you're coming out, you're trying to put out your own shit, make your own sound, but then everybody's like comparing you to this one person. It's like, bitch, I'm not trying to be like her. I'm just trying to be me. Like, no diss to her because she's great. She's amazing. But like, I'm my own artist. And I feel like society, well, the music industry does feels like everybody has, like women have to fight for this number one spot. Like you either one or you ain't nothing. And then I don't like I don't agree with that because I'm like nobody was doing that. No one still does that with male rappers, and I feel like all them niggas sound the same. The new ones coming out, so I'm like, why they ain't putting talk about it? Like, oh, who's the best mumble rapper out here? It's <laughs> like let's just be real, bitch. Because everybody sound like little baby to me at this point. Or do little baby sound like everybody? Mm-hmm. Probably both, girl. I would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just. And let's just be honest, ain't nobody, ain't nobody on Nikki level, huh? Nobody. Let's just call it spade. Nikki, we could put Nikki against some of the Nick. We could put Nikki against all the new male rappers. Let's make that very, oh, very much, very much. And she will devour all of them. But we can, even, even we can even go to some top 10, some top 20s. And Nikki is competing with the best. Yeah. So it's not fair to keep her in these categories against these women. Because naturally, when you're... When you're doing something that you love, you're going to be defensive of it, right? So naturally, mm-hmm. when if I'm a new artist and I'm coming out and they're comparing me to Nikki, I'm going to feel yeah. like I have to defend myself, right? And then Absolutely. for Nikki, it's like, okay, little lamb, I hear you, <laughs> but you can't do shit with me, right? And it's just, yeah. it's just the reality, honey. No, I said, it's not fair to Nikki and it's not fair to the artist. Like, let that artist be who they are and let Nikki be who she is like let her do her thing let them do their thing especially when they're like new like bitch I just put out two songs ho and you already compared me to Nicki Minaj like damn I ain't even got my feet wet out here <laughs> like please leave me like let me be and I don't like that it's just it to me it's weird like mm, like I, nobody's comparing these like not even the mumble rappers or new rappers but even like the old rappers like nobody's really saying like oh but like is everybody you know like only moment I can think of when Kendrick, Drake, and J. Cole were really booming all in that one time. It was low key like a little okay. Like a competition, like but it was but it was still friendly because they were still doing all the songs together. They was going to events together. It was still friendly. Like these bitches literally be beefing with each other on the internet. Like trying to look mad weird. Like very weird. And it's just like as women, I want more for us. I don't like that. I don't like that it's just like oh like it just makes me sad honestly to think about because to be real if we put all the women together I feel like we could have like a little superhero team and we could beat the men in the rapping because like we keep saying the the men ain't really giving what needs to be gay absolutely and I feel like girl everybody can eat bitch we can all be rappers if we want to like damn like it's not like bitch okay of the like this bitch rap nobody else can't rap out here no more like bitch, she takes the cake like yes nikki is that girl and will always she's the be best of the best like she's top tier like i get that but that doesn't mean bitch like nobody else can fucking rap like 
that's not what that is. It's just bitch. And it like, takes the fun bitch, out of music. It does. So it's like, bitch, we're always comparing somebody like bitch. Let's just listen to somebody and vibe out and feel out who they are as an artist. Like Mm-hmm. And then they and then they be going back and forth with each other and they just be looking mad stupid. Like, girl, just put out, put out your music. Do you stop worrying about what social media is saying about you and this person who probably does not even know your existence as of yet? Like, bitch, do you mm-hmm. come out with your little songs? You know, get your fan base up, get your money up, and mm-hmm. worry about you. Like, yeah. what you say? I said, worry about your success. Exactly. And then we don't expect no. I love Meg. I love the City Girls, just like the next. But I don't expect them to get to Nikki's level. Level. Absolutely. Maybe their own sense of success in their lane, but yeah. it would be unfair to them. They don't have the vocab. Not saying that they can't, but in this moment right now, if we start comparing like vocabulary and um dictation and stuff like, they just don't have that. So that wouldn't, like, when you start breaking down, like, what do they call them? MC, MCs, bitch? Yeah. It's not even, they don't even have some of the check parts to be summarized and analyzed and stuff like that. Like, um, I feel like Megan and, like, the City Girls are rappers, like, entertainers. It's but fun. It's lighthearted. Like, they're, yeah. you know the word I'm trying to say. I can't say yeah. it. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, they're not lyrics. like, Nikki is... A, a scene with the pen baby like she this is what she does like Meg Meg and JT them they put out music to make us feel good and for us to shake our ass like and they do exactly that and we have a yeah, good time and that's, and that's their lane and they're they're very successful in that so you can't compare apples and oranges like you can't compare where like you don't compete like mm-hmm. and that's how I feel about that like Nikki gonna put out some shit like you may, you know, you may shake a little ass to it, but it's like some she's real talking shit. some real shit. Like she, she's giving us a message. Megan and you know the city girls is giving us a little something to like scam niggas and shake our ass. But that's their lane though. So like, don't take that from them, but don't compare them either because it's just like that's don't make sense. Mm-hmm. That's like comparing an apple to a computer girl. What? <laughs> what happens to apple to oranges? Like <laughs> apple to oranges is too similar, girl. Apples to computers, because this is it's it's too different. It's, it's she said different. the audacity, honey. The audacity, honey. <laughs> oh my god! Um, <laughs> you're dumb, like literally. <laughs> you're dumb. Um, y'all, this episode was just so, it was so dynamic. It was dynamic in many points, right? We talked mm-hmm. about mental health. We talked about femininity and masculinity. We really mm-hmm. don't, we really dive deep, but as you can see, we did it just how you could talk to your homegirls, right? These are the yeah. conversations that we want to start opening people up to because it's important. You know, mm-hmm. like Chrissy said earlier, we have people as young as six, eight years old hanging themselves because these conversations aren't being had and the truth is it starts with us so we can help the next generation i think that um i want to recommend it's um therapy to everybody but that might not be your thing if you want to call it a life coach if you want to count counseling if you want to go to group counseling it don't matter go get your help because you you can't and another thing that i've learned is you can't expect nobody else to love you 
when you're not when you don't have love yourself like yeah people can have love for you but in order for somebody to truly love you you have to allow them to that's the real tea that we don't talk about come on and i just want to thank misha for coming on here like she gave us some great tools just some great advice not only to like us but to our viewers so like i really appreciate that i feel like i learned a lot i'm ready to start my week off right with a different mindset you know taking some of the things that you know we talked about and just kind of implementing them into my life as well as uh emailing this lady that i found who is a black therapist in, yes. in my city so i can get some help honey, so i can just yeah help myself you know so thank you girls so much for being on here i really enjoyed this episode this is the episode i've been wanting to have for a minute now so i'm just so glad that it happened it came to life and you were the perfect person to have on this episode I want to say that this is my first podcast so I'm happy to be a part of a black girl's diary like yes, yes. now yes. girl we're gonna have you on here again now so plug that in but Mish, before we go uh plug yourself in and talk like I know you did again but you know you gotta remind black folks <laughs> tell them where they can find you. Tell them about your YouTube and tell them about your mission, hon. My YouTube, my Twitter, and my Facebook, and uh, my Instagram, all the same thing. Mental Misha. That's literally all you have to do. It's easy, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Follow me, yes. I got you, okay? And I think it's really great that um, I don't think healthcare providers and teachers really don't get enough credit. The things that you do is a sacrifice of yourself. For you to come into this world and authentically and organically be yourself every single day, so that way people can relate to you, I give you a million and two kudos, huh? Because that's so hard. And like you said, you deal with mental health yourself. It just, I just can only imagine dealing with things on my own and being selfless enough to still show up to my uh, to my workplace. You work in this field and still have to be there and be there for other people. So kudos to you, girl. We need more of you. Yes. Um, and like Chrissy said, thank you for joining us on our platform and we look forward to having you on here again maybe we could do an after dark episode because you know we have some things in the works so we might call you now do you do do you know what sex therapy is i actually want to do that too like I, I like uh, umbrella because that is something i'm very interested in too so yes so i am gonna call you i am gonna call you again girl we, we are working we are working on something and we do need you <laughs> um but like i always say hun thank you thank you thank you and to the black girls and black boys out there don't be afraid to be yourself and if you need help um reach out to somebody um i'm gonna find the uh the link misha was uh talking about so that way we can find these medical professionals but start somewhere if you if we were talking about something throughout this episode and it did it might not have resonated for you but you thought of somebody in that moment reach out to them and like i said with christy i didn't say here's a counselor but i did tell my friend friend these are my concerns i love you what can i do and what do you need from me in this moment to help so you can be healthy enough in the space that you're in period and we have to be accountability partners for one another huh it's it's the therapy for me huh i'm just like a glow (laughs) but all right y'all until next time for one black girl to the next okay let me stop